0: After Dark. Uh, this is a little bit different. It's a Monday, Prospects After Dark, 8 o'clock. It is October 28, 2019. Uh, on the discussion block this evening, we have basically the Cardinals offseason to talk about. Uh, we Hey, Austin uh, uh, Austin Stone, how are you? We have the Cardinals offseason to talk about. We can get reflective about the postseason, about the regular season. Uh, I wrote a fun little article about uh, comparing the Cardinals' Before and after Joe Bell Jimenez took over for Mark Budasta as the assistant hitting coach. We can talk about that. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Ryan Shull says, long time no see. Ryan, welcome to Prospects After Dark. It's nice to have you back, my friend. Uh, the winter beard. I actually just trimmed this thing down, but in wintertime it grows so quick. But you can see, uh, if you're watching via uh, uh, the, the, the Twitter machine, via the uh, Periscope machine right now, you can tell that my beard is hearty and plentiful. Uh, If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you can't tell that it's plentiful, other than by the sound of it, my voice reverberating off of it. Uh, We already have people asking me to drink. Tonight, it's really cheap. I went with the Rebel Yell. It's like $14. Uh, To the pad people, welcome back to Prospects After Dark. This is our first Prospects After Dark of the off-season. Let the off-season discussion commence. Sam Smitty asked, what's happening? Nothing, baby. It's nothing. Uh, Austin Stone says, might be moving to Memphis for work, gonna see a lot of good players here Yeah, if you, uh, you know, in a different world, I would move to Palm Beach and I would cover the Cardinals full-time In a different world, I'd find a job in Memphis and cover the Memphis Redbirds Uh, full-time Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm here in St. Louis and I get to cover the Cardinals prospects uh, from an umbrella standpoint And I'm pretty happy about that Kyle, looking good. Hey, uh, Ron Nuttall. So Ron Nuttall and uh, Jim Cromer for Two Birds on a Bat are doing a new segment. I believe it's on Tuesday nights called Ruffled Feathers Uh, It or Tuesdays. It becomes available on Tuesdays through Two Birds on a Bat. Check that out. Basically, they go to Twitter and they find some interesting comments. They ask some questions and they're going to go over it. It's going to be a really interactive show. You should check it out. And again, check us out. Uh, We do Bowties and Bullshits on Wednesday through Two Birds on a Bat. It's a great show. But to have Ron as a part of that is really awesome. Uh, PMW 0 says hi. Hey, what's up? Uh, Aaron Arch City says with Cole Rendon, possibly too much. Does Donaldson bumgartner make sense? See, uh, this is this is where it gets really difficult, and this is where I am public enemy number one. It's something I'm working on writing right now, uh, along with some other stuff I'm working on. N- d- do they make sense? Yes, they absolutely make sense from a roster construction standpoint, from a making the Cardinals better standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. They do not. Uh, so the Cardinals have 169 million dollars about committed to the 2019 or the 2020 roster. Uh, when you include arbitration numbers and pay increases, basically what happens is all of the money that are coming that's coming off of the books between 2019 and 2020 has already been reallocated to next year's salary. Uh, they are going to bring back Adam Wainwright. We can go ahead and write that as a positive. It's going to happen. Uh, Yachty won't let him retire. I don't believe. Uh, so does it make sense from like a constructing a roster standpoint? Yes, absolutely. But Mr. Mazelak and Mr. DeWitt, Mr. DeWitt in particular, has been very vocal about saying that the Cardinals spend more than they. F- now, he doesn't say that they spend more than they feel comfortable, but he often says that they spend more than the amount of money they're coming in as compared to the other teams in the league. Uh, I don't see them adding that kind of salary. I don't see them adding adding one of those salaries. Uh, More or less two. And also, Donaldson's really interesting to me. While I've been clamoring for Josh Donaldson for two years now, uh, the Cardinals have had two chances to get him relatively cheap, and they haven't moved for him or really been aggressive towards him. So I don't see that happening. Uh, I really think that any money that they might allocate towards next year that isn't already accounted for goes to Adam Wainwright, and then they have to figure it out from there. I'm just trying to take a realistic look at it. Uh, You know, uh, I know the Cardinals. I know their front office. I'm not calling them cheap. $170 million already allocated to the 2020 roster is pretty impressive when you think about it. Uh, Of course, some of those contracts are disastrous, but they're not cheap. But they just don't have as much money. Like, they're not going to get up to the 210. million. They're going to add maybe $10 million, and I don't see very much more than that. And that $10 million seems like it could be for Adam Wainwright. Sure, they can non-tender John Gantt, and they can non-tender Mike Myers, uh, uh, and, and non-tender Dominic Leone. But that's like, what, $5 million off the books for next year? It's not a whole lot of money. Uh, that doesn't really change the bottom line. So, does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm playing MLB The Show right now, that's the exact direction I'm going in. Uh, but the Cardinals, I don't see going in that direction now. Those people that we mentioned, they could take a huge deferred contract. Remember, the Cardinals still have a lot of money committed to the 2021 roster as well. Uh, so that really be, it becomes interesting. But if they could they could defer some of that money a year or two, uh, maybe they can make something happen. Jack Flaherty getting fired up on uh, not wanting robot umps. I totally agree with him from Ethan Klusner. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of caught in the middle. I would want that system to be perfect before it is implemented. Because what's the good in having a system that is as good as the umps right now uh, that is just robots. I, I know that seems like a, a weird thing to say, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where it is. I know that minor leaguers have complained about it. I know international league players have complained about it. I know in the Arizona Fall League they were less than happy with it. I know that there's a trick to beating the system if you're throwing a breaking ball. You can literally drop a curveball in at the front of the plate. That doesn't cross the plate. That ends up being a strike if it goes through the, 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 the front of the strike zone. Uh, that's in, that's unhittable. Maybe that's the next step in all of this. Uh, but that, that system needs to be tweaked and augmented, and it needs to be as close to perfect as it can possibly be before it's implemented at the major league level. Greetings from OKC from our good friend Snoop Doug44 to our friends in Oklahoma City. Uh, we we raise our glass. Hey, La Dela, his beanie's back. That's right, uh, the red beanie, by the way. Hey, guy from Braun, not Brown. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, Let's see. T.D. Jones says, Most likely Moustakis at third next year or Lane Thomas starting center field, really. Yeah, again, I I don't know what to expect. When we talk about the outfield situation for the St. Louis Cardinals, I think more than likely uh, you're just talking about that left field spot being up for grabs. In my opinion, as you enter spring training, all three spots should be up for grabs. I think Dexter Fowler will have a spot. uh, And then that center field job might get a little dicey, but I still think they want to give that job to Harrison Bader. They, They keep throwing their support behind him at every avenue they can. Uh, Again, trying to take my emotions out of it, because if it were me, it'd be a completely open competition, but just trying to read between the tea leaves, or read the tea leaves rather, uh, it really seems like Harrison Bader's our guy in center. Of course, that could all change if they're given an opportunity to pursue somebody in the offseason. I I don't know if it'll happen. But yeah, I would love to see Lane Thomas get a fair shot to either be the left fielder or the center fielder if the Cardinals aren't going to add an outfielder to the ranks. Uh, is at third, again, I think more than likely... Uh, I don't expect a lot of movement from the St. Louis Cardinals, not unless they're removing payroll from their roster, and I don't see them moving Carpenter. Uh, people think that they can just get rid of that contract for nothing. That's not going to happen. Uh, same thing with Dexter Fowler. That's not going to happen, and both of them have no trade clauses, which makes it even more difficult to happen. I I don't know where it goes from there. I don't think it's Mustakis. I think more than likely it's still Edmund Carpenter, uh, and we're looking at a 2020 roster that's almost identical, very similar to the 2019 roster, minus Marcelo Zuna. Uh, Edwin Pavizic says Madison Bumgarner almost seems made for the Cardinals team. Yeah, yeah, I would worry about bringing Madison Bumgarner in. He had a great year, but towards the end of his career, that's that's my concern. I'm not calling him old. I'm not saying his career is over, but my concern would be the kind of contract that he would get. Doesn't really at his age with some of the injuries he's had, and again, some of the injuries that he's had have been like freak falling off of a four wheeler kind of injuries. But that's still tough on your body. Uh, I just don't see the Cardinals going in that direction. Complete speculation, and also. With the salary that the Cardinals are willing to commit to their roster, I don't know where they find the room to, to pay him. Uh, Jay Duda says, Can't really watch tonight, but just wanted to give you the thanks for being kind. We need more kindness. From Jay Duda, too. Jay Duda, I raise my glass to you, man. I love interacting with you on Twitter. You're one of my PAD people. And thank you for being in here ever so briefly, if you can be in here ever so briefly. Hmm. Speaking of uh, people that we love, Not for early says, I'm wearing my PAD sweatshirt watching PAD. What a life. Uh, uh, to Tommy Edmond, the MVP of the Cardinals' second half. And to not really, we raise our glass. Travis White says, what's the chance Cody Whitley makes the opening day roster? I think it all depends on injury. I don't think he makes the opening day roster. There isn't an immediate need to put him on the 40-man either, and I think that that hurts him. I think it all depends on what happens with Dominic Leone and Myers. And and John Gantt, I've seen people say that John Gantt might get non-tendered. I don't see that happening. I think there's a chance Leon does, and I think there's a chance Myers does. I don't see it happening with Gantt. I think the Cardinals have a lot of interesting bullpen options that are already on their 40-man, and I think that hurts Whitley. But I do think with a healthy season, we'll see Cody Whitley a lot sooner than we saw Junior Fernandez this year. Uh, I should get a pad shirt for Christmas. Also, split your time between PB and Peoria. LO, I would love that. Look, I've said many times that my ideal world sends me to minor league affiliates on a weekend-by-weekend basis. Like, I'd love to once a month be in, in in Springfield, and once a month be in Palm Beach, and once a month be in Peoria, and once a month be in Memphis. Like, that's my dream. That's what I've always wanted to do. I've never had the time or the finances to be able to do it. And hopefully one day we can make it happen, uh, Rumsfeld, uh, uh, Matt Rumler. Uh, uh, hopefully one day we can make it. We can make it happen, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. It'd be an awesome thing. Uh, but also get your pad shirt. Cardinals gifts. will hook you up with that. Uh, seven underscore Brent says this is going to be a weird off season. I agree. Look, uh, uh, we've said it a bunch, and I want if you guys take one thing away from prospects after dark, cardinal related, entering the off season, it's that it's going to take a certain amount of creativity uh, out of the Cardinals front office in order to make this team better. Because they're not going to spend outside of their comfort zone. And they're already up against their comfort zone for 2020. Just looking at the Cots projected numbers. That's C-O-T-S projected numbers. You can see those numbers over at Baseball Reference. They're all tied in. So I have a hard time believing that they're going to add. Which means that the front office has to get creative. It means that you know they're going to have to maybe move prospects in a deal to unload a a contract for a player that isn't very good. Uh, We'll see if they do it. I, I think they still have belief... That Dexter Fowler is an everyday player. I think they still believe that Matt Carpenter can be an everyday player. I think they feel comfortable having those guys on the roster because of the outfield depth that they have, and because they have Tommy Edmond. And I just, I'm really interested to see where it all goes. I think Adam Wainwright's decision will have a huge bearing on the direction they go, and we're just gonna have to wait and see what that is. Now, realistically, I, you know, I'm on record as saying I think I think Adam Wainwright comes back. I think he, I, I don't think there's a world where he doesn't. We're just gonna have to wait and find out. Lindor or bust. To be honest, from Micah Harris, yeah, it sounds like Lindor is probably headed to the Dodgers. Uh, Corey Seager and prospects for Lindor just seems destined to happen. Uh, uh, People ask me about Mookie Betts. Uh, You know, you're talking about one year of Mookie Betts and then going into free agency and probably getting a contract similar to what Bryce Harper got in free agency. Uh, I don't see the Cardinals, first off, giving the players that Boston would want, and I also don't see them extending to sign Mookie Betts to a long, the long-term contract that Mookie Betts would want, especially with as much money caught up in the next two years with the payroll and also uh, three years worth of payroll and also the money they have tied up in Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Josh says, hello, what's up, Josh? Jack and a Bunch of Numbers says, what does Carlson make his big league appearance and start three games? When does Carlson make his big league appearance and start uh, and, and start?" You know, if it were me, he'd enter spring training with a chance to win that left field job or the center field job. Uh, It's been interesting. It seemed like a month ago when Mo was asked about it, it was like there was a chance that that was going to happen. But in the last month, just hearing the talk from him and hearing the talk from Mike Schilt in particular, it seems like they've put that option on the back burner. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I think it's bullshit. I think they need to go to spring training uh, and leave spring training with their best team, regardless of who they are or how old they are, or what their service time is. I believe Dylan Carlson's one of those players that makes them better uh, in the immediate future. Uh, but again, we're talking about predicting what's going to happen next season when we have, we're just beginning the offseason. So uh, when will it happen? I'll say, it, you know, he still has, boring trade, he still has Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas and Randy Rosarena and Justin Williams and uh, Jag uh, ahead of him on the depth chart. I think it's going to take uh, at least a couple months if he doesn't start the season with the big club. Uh, B underscore Rick Forsyth. let's all face it, we will have the same exact team next year. Again, I expect them to add a few pieces here and there. I don't think it's going to be anything loud. Uh, remember, Brett Cecil comes back. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh but yeah I don't expect it to be anything loud. I think it's going to be pretty close to the the team that we have now. But again, the the one caveat is I don't expect them to sign free agents, but I do expect them to get creative via trade and I think that they're going to have to in order to make the team better. Aaron Art City says realistically to upgrade at third base we would have to move Carp. Don't see a team being interested. Yeah, again, I, I look, you could I, my belief, this is total speculation. But my belief would be that if the Cardinals were to like The Cardinals couldn't give away Matt Carpenter in that contract. There's no way. I don't think a team with the DH would take him. Uh, I think it would take like packaging up good prospects with Carpenter for a team to take him. And even then, with a third of the league being non-competitive, I think it'd still be hard to to move him. I don't think there's a market for him, and I don't think there's a market for Dexter Fowler. And that's why Tommy Edmond is a really interesting thing here. Again, I don't think that. I want to make it clear. I love Tommy Edmond. He had a great second half of the 2019 season. But I don't think Tommy Edmonds the kind of guy that you say he has to play third every day. I think ideally you would want Tommy Edmonds and Matt Carpenter to be like a really good third baseman combo. I don't trust Mike Schilt to handle that right. Uh, and I don't think he's showing the ability to handle it right. And I think that they get themselves into trouble trying to handle it right. Uh, how do they get better at third base? I, I think that that's how they do it. I think that they just hope that Matt Carpenter and Tommy Edmonds can be the answer. Again, this is me projecting. This is not what I would do. This is just what Cardinals past history has shown me they will do, especially when their backs are against it with contracts. Uh, aloha Kyle. Hello Victoria, how are you? Leon non-tendered? Yeah, that's one of the rumors that I've heard. Uh, there were like four or five guys that might get nine-tendered. We'll see. I you know I don't think that either, even if they got tendered that they would have much in the way of an expensive contract. Uh, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, and I'll be the first to read into all those rumors. Aloha. Bring back Freeze and Craig. Now we're talking Nup Early says with Donaldson it would be very cardinals to get him when he's most expensive. Yeah, I think, man, I don't know. That's one thing that the Cardinals don't do. You know, I, they paid, I don't know. I think it feels that way, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. And I get what you're saying. I, I appreciate the sentiment, no doubt. Uh, welcome, what, LOL1, to Periscope. What's up, uh, what, LOL1? Uh, what would it take to get Lindor from Mika Harris 21 uh, It sounds like it would take Corey Seager and at least two other top 100 to 150 prospects in baseball. I don't see the Cardinals pulling that off. Uh, no moves from Joshua Stuckey. Commission seemed to like him at shorts, as a short stop gap, uh as a left-handed hitter. So so keep in mind, commission is kind of like, I love Rick Hummel. And I'm not trying to beat up on him. And I love that he understands the history of Cardinals baseball. But remember, he's still the same guy that talks about pitchers' wins being important. He's still the type of guy who he's just... I don't doubt that he has connections within the Cardinals system. I don't doubt that the Cardinals would try to pursue Mike Moustakis. Uh, but there's also this one little thing that stops Mike Moustakis and that he is still property of the Milwaukee Brewers. He can opt out of it and there's no guarantee that he will opt out of it. And there's no sign that he will opt out of it. We're all assuming he will. We're just going to have to wait and see. I, I don't necessarily know if I see that happening. It could very well happen. I could be wrong. Uh, what I will say is there's this funny thing right now talking about the Cardinals needing a left-handed hitter. And... You know, the left-handed hitter thing is completely blown out of proportion. Now, I do like Moose because he's good hitting against breaking pitches. That's huge. Like, he was one of the best hitters against breaking pitches this season. He was also really good away from Miller Park this year, which is huge. I just don't know what direction the Cardinals go in there. You know, uh, in their minds, they already have Tommy Edmond and they already have Matt Carpenter. And aside from moving Matt Carpenter, I don't know how they take on another contract uh, uh, for third base Now there is that talk about Matt Carpenter going to left field Which is fucking bonkers to me It's as dumb of an idea As, as, as turning starting pitchers into relief pitchers At the minor league level uh, it's, it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible idea uh, but maybe they do that, and maybe that's how they get Moose in here, and maybe they can make the financials work. But I wouldn't expect anything other than Mike Moustakis uh, from an offensive upgrade. Like To me, that's the ceiling uh, from like a free agent signing. And even then, it just depends on what his market is. He had a great 2019 season. Again, he was very good against off-speed and breaking pitches. He was better away from Miller than he was at Miller. That's a positive to me. Uh, he's an okay defensive third baseman who can play second base at position right. That's a positive. Uh, but... Again, just thinking about it logistically, thinking about how the Cardinals like to handle this stuff, thinking one year ago how they handled the Dexter Fowler situation. Uh, I don't, thi- I just don't see it happening. And the left-handed bat thing's funny to me because they have switch-hitting Dexter Fowler and they have switch-hitting uh, Tommy Edmond, and they have Colton Wong. All his left-handed hitters. Uh, that three of the eight position players can hit left-handed uh, that are more than likely going to be in the everyday lineup. So I think we're all overblowing the left-handed need uh, a little much. The problem is that they spend money exclusively on people that are personal friends. I don't know about that either. Keeper Dean Roach says, can't hear anything because I'm at an open mic. I'll listen tomorrow. Shout out a surprise for me at 5 a.m. There we go. Keeper, good luck at the open mic, bud. You're the best. I wish you nothing but the best and uh, good luck. Rock chalk Jason says, I like moose. I like moose, too. Absolutely. Uh, love you for love you five ever. I'm gonna, I'm go, uh, <laughs> Matt Rumler says, I'm going as Kyle Reese for Halloween. I'll get the most candy of all time. Yeah, those people know I love candy. I have a reputation of, uh, I'll, I'll sniff glue for candy. I don't care. I love me some candy. Uh, you can also go as the leader of the resistance sent back in time to impregnate Sarah Connor and give the war, uh, give the world John Connor or whatever's gonna happen in the new Terminator movie. No one really knows. Uh, speaking of robots. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Dan Saar, my buddy Daniel Sar says, what up, sweet cheeks? What up, baby doll? How are you? I love you. I miss you. Uh, we're going to have to go get beer sometimes. I've been thinking about you a lot lately because I've been texting back and forth with Steve Smith just a little bit. Uh, anyways, Dan, I love you, buddy. I hope you were great. I hope your family's great. I hope mom's great. I hope uh, Mary Ann's great. Uh, you're the best, bud, and thank you for tuning in shirt on big disappointment from St. Louis sports Ryan I'm sorry. Look, until the Cardinals win another game, more than likely I will keep my shirt on for prospects after dark. PMW00 says if it crosses the plate as a strike, it's a strike, right? Robotums. Yeah, that's that seems to be the the uh, criteria there. Just got rid of Angel Hernandez, just get rid of uh Angel Hernandez umpiring fixed. Yeah, there's about four of those motherfuckers that if you just got rid of, I don't think we'd bitch about the strike zone very much. Uh, one thing as we talk about robot umpires, what they found is like the set strike zone, and they can augment the strike zone to kind of fit however they want it to fit at the plate. But the like the the preset strike zone calls a lot of high strikes, and people have had a problem with that too. Uh, Edmund and left opening day from Sam Smitty Uh, Stanton available again Yeah, the Cardinals aren't going to go after Mike Stanton uh, Giancarlo Stanton, there's no way Uh, Getting back to the Edmund and left opening day You guys know that's where I stand I think that smart money because of how Mike Schilt operates Is that you have Edmund and left Dexter Fowler and right Harrison Bader in center He's a loyal guy who's blinded by his loyalty He's proven that uh, uh, And doesn't necessarily veer off From his set lineup Uh, I guess it depends on if they're facing a righty or a lefty it might be Edmund at third, somebody else in left. If it's if it's a lefty, there's no telling. Uh, getting back to Giancarlo Stanton, look, we talk about situations, and I've heard people like that that crazy gentleman who's from the Belleville News Democrat from the Belleville News Democrat who said Matt Carpenter and a prospect should get it done for Giancarlo Stanton. The Cardinals have a lot of money tied up for next year, a lot of money tied up for the year after. They have a lot of money even in the years after already tied up. The Giancarlo Stanton window was narrow, and it was because the Cardinals didn't have money committed to Matt Carpenter uh, like they do now. Uh, uh, the, the Yadier Molina contract, again, we'll see what happens there. I would imagine that they're going to tack onto that. They had already signed Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, there was a window for Giancarlo Stanton. That window was gone, and with his injury, it's not the kind of risk that I would see the Cardinals taking on. So, no. Is he available? Yeah, I'm sure he's available, but I wouldn't suspect for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Josh says, O'Neill, Thomas-Carlson is the absolute best possibility, in my opinion. It kind of looks that way now. Look, an offseason of adjusting his approach could do Harrison Bader a big, big favor. Uh, If he's willing to fully adopt the approach that he took at AAA, we'll see. I doubt it. Uh, But he's a hard worker, and maybe something clicks for him this offseason. You guys know where I stand on this. I I love that. I love O'Neal Thomas-Carlson and as a starting outfield. I think that that... You know, a month into the season, with O'Neal playing every day, if he can stay healthy, would would be a huge offensive boost. I think that in the long run, that is the best potential outfield with Randy or Roserana getting plenty of time. Uh, but again, will the Cardinals do that? I don't think they will. I don't think that they have a manager or a front office who knows how to handle that properly. Uh, and I'm not. I don't mean that to like insult Mike Schilt or insult uh, uh, John Mazelak. I just know that Ling Thomas was mishandled last year. Uh, I know that Randy Arena was mishandled. I know that after Tyler O'Neill held his own while Marcelo Ozuna was on the, the IL uh, and then got hurt himself, he disappeared at, at the end of the year. So, and you know what? Mike Shield is not shown the ability to adjust his lineup on a daily basis. Uh, he got Tommy Edmond in there, which I appreciate. Uh, Tommy Edmond is athletic and he handled the outfield, Uh, but Tommy Edmond was playing the outfield when Matt Carpenter was playing every day, Uh, and they had a surplus of outfielders, and Matt Carpenter needed out of the lineup. Uh, I don't blame any manager for, for choosing loyalty over reason. I can't imagine what it's like to be in the clubhouse. Uh, Noah Snell said that Carlson will be up in june Yeah, I think that that's smart. Uh, seven underscore Brent said, is there a possibility that we trade a Fowler or Carp even if they have a no-trade clause? I don't think there's any chance that Carpenter in particular would, would drop his no-trade clause, and I don't think that Dexter Fowler would either. Now, I could be wrong about Fowler. You know, I, I can't imagine him really enjoying St. Louis. He seems to have made it his home in the last year. That's a positive. Uh, the thing is, like, I don't think anyone is going to take Dexter Fowler's contract. A competing team the you know the the sixty six percent of teams that are still competing, they're not going to take him. He doesn't really make them better. Most teams have an outfielder that could perform just as well as Dexter Fowler could in their minor league system, believe it or not. Uh, and then the the other third of teams that aren't necessarily competitive entering twenty twenty, what are they going to do? They're not just going to take on his contract. You would have to add a pretty impressive or a couple pretty impressive prospects to get rid of that. And I don't see the Cardinals giving up prospects just to get out of a contract. So would they trade him? I would hope that it would be on the table. Uh, but I don't realistically see it happening. But again, I'm not in the front office, so I don't know. Uh, where were you eight years ago today? 11 and 11. Where was I? Uh, uh, so for game six, I was in section 452. Uh, with my buddy Greg Eschelbach to my buddy Greg Eschelbach, I raised my glass. And for game seven, we were tailgating. We're ballpark villages now. We uh, rented a generator, hooked the television up to it, put it in the back of an SUV with the, the hatch up, put a bunch of chairs around it, got super drunk, had people all over us. Uh, my buddy Greg told Andy Venice not to drop the soap. And uh, it was a really hilarious, fun time. One of the best cons- two consecutive nights in my life. That's where I was. Uh, Josh Stuckey says, Bader is the leader in the clubhouse, but I think he has to make changes during winter-spring training to hit. Yeah, I think it's going to happen, too. Uh, Dan Sar, is Lankford still in... Uh, is Langford still in the fight? Yeah, he's uh, he, and Evander, he and Evander Holyfield are boxing each other as we speak. Noah Snellson says, I'm excited to see Gorman, Herrera, Bacon, and Fletcher in Springfield next year. I don't think you'll see Fletcher in Springfield. I think that's still two years away, maybe three years away. Trajan Fletcher is going to take a lot of time. A, 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 Trajan Fletcher is a raw prospect. He has a long way to go, in my opinion, before he's ready for Springfield. Uh, I, I do think you see Baker. I, you will see Herrera. And I would imagine at some point you see Nolan Gorman. but. Get Fletcher out of your head for just a little bit at Springfield. Uh, uh, he's got, he has a lot of work to do. Uh, Josh says, do not get Mad Bum. And I, I sympathize with both. I ride that fence, man. I'll ride and grind on that fence like you wouldn't believe. Uh, I, I love Mad Bum. I'd love for the Cardinals to get him. But I also think that maybe for the price, he wouldn't be worth it with the amount of just physical pain he's taken falling off of four-wheelers and such. Uh, but I could be wrong, Hamels one year, everyone hates it but me, no, no, my buddy Graham, uh, Graham, who I don't know if he's in here or not, I love Graham, uh, if you're not following Graham on Twitter, follow Graham on Twitter, he's one of my favorite people on earth, he's my little sex slave who I usually have chained up in like a closet or underneath my bed or something, uh, uh, he just turned 18 by the way, but the FBI know that. Uh, he's on board for Hamels for one year And that's something that I would be on board too uh, Again, I want the Cardinals to go out and spend all kinds of money I think Hamels was probably right in that range too Of money that the Cardinals would spend uh, We're just going to have to wait and see I think that that is a good fit And I like where your head's at there uh, What about picking up Matt Chapman The, the A's are not going to trade Matt Chapman They don't have a reason to trade him His salary goes up But their salary as a team is still so low They're not going to trade Matt Chapman it's, it's maybe a year or two years away from happening it won't happen this offseason. Not unless, and this is where Billy Bean gets credit, not unless he's given a package that would blow him away. And I don't think the Cardinals have that package. And if they have that package, I don't think they'd trade that package. Uh, Cardinals have any non-tender candidates from Sports 2193 Yeah, I think that most people would say that, uh, I don't know what the situation is with Mike Myers. I don't think he stays on the 40-man. I don't know what happens with Dominic Leone. Uh, I guess that, the, you know, like... And Mundo Sosa, from what I understand, is going to get a fourth option year. Uh, so that's a really interesting thing. Uh, Justin Williams, I don't see them non-tendering. They might non-tender Jag. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a really interesting thing. But Dominic Leone, to me, is the one. People have said John Gann. I don't think they'll do it with John Gann. He was too vital to what they had this year. They're going to have an opening uh, for a fifth rotation spot with Michael Waka leaving. So uh, I think that Myers and Leone are like the two more than likely to happen. But we'll wait and see. Uh, thoughts on Stanton from Cardinals fan 22 I, I don't know how this is a thing that we are still talking about. Uh, the gentleman from the Belleville News Democrat is my arch nemesis now for coming up with whatever crazy shit he came up with. Uh, that's not going to happen. The Cardinals are not going to take on $200 million worth of salary. They would have done it back then because it wouldn't have cost them very much in prospects. Uh, now, it still probably wouldn't cost them very much in prospects, but you're getting a, pro- a player that is two years older... Uh, and who is also a serious injury concern now? That's what happens when you get a guy two years older than what you initially tried to acquire him for. So it's not going to happen. Look, the, I, the, I do think that the Yankees, the Yankees would sit there and they would say, "Sure, give us Matt Carpenter and a bunch of prospects. You can have his two hundred million. We'll pay the thirty, whatever it is, or the forty or fifty, whatever it is for Carpenter." But I don't see the Cardinals taking on that money. I don't think there's any way. I could be wrong. Uh, I also don't see the Cardinals trading prospects. Uh, uh, you know, that aren't already at the Major League level or close to the Major League level. That's going to be the really interesting thing. And they also don't really have a ton of prospects that they can trade. Uh, that's another topic for another day. Uh, but that's my thoughts on Stan. Look, Gian- Giancarlo Stan is one of my favorite players in baseball. I love the guy. I would love for him to be a Cardinal. It's just when the timing was right and it could have happened, it didn't happen. And now the timing isn't right. Uh, would you have concern? Have the numbers of pitchers innings of Garrett Cole's arm. I wouldn't be concerned, uh, Iowa Neck. I think what you're saying is, would I be concerned signing Garrett Cole uh, with the amount of innings he has? And the answer is, no, I wouldn't. But it doesn't matter because the Cardinals aren't going to sign him. Uh, Maggie, Maggie, how are you? Uh, Have we started planning Pat at Spring Training Reunion yet? It's something I would love to do. I'm too flaky to be able to plan things this far in advance in the first place. Uh, and I'm too flaky uh, to, to even imagine being down in spring training. I hope we can make it happen, Maggie. Maggie, give Al some love for me. Uh, I miss Al. Uh, you haven't, We haven't seen Al in quite some time. I made a mistake, and I'm going to call myself out on here, Maggie. Uh, I'm an honest man. Uh, we were naming off my favorite dogs affiliated with Prospects After Dark, and I completely forgot about Al. And I owe both you and Al a huge apology. Al would definitely be on the, the winner's circle of dogs uh, affiliated with Prospects After Dark. Uh Dan Sarr says, just realize that tapping the screen sends a heart. I'll be doing that constantly now. Oh, that's my heart. That, give me your heart, boy. Uh X, sorry if you address this, but thoughts on the possibility of eliminating minor league teams. You know, uh Derek, I really, really should write about that. There's two things I want to write about. I wanna write about that, and I wanna write well, other than the normal minor league stuff I'm doing. I wanna write about that, and I wanna write about uh, uh the Cardinals offseason to prepare people for the fact that they're probably not gonna spend any money. Uh, I haven't talked about it. Look, I-, I think it's a bad move for baseball in general. I think any time that you take rooting interest away from fans who aren't in major cities or directly connected to major cities, I think it's bad for the sport. You know, I think about the Cardinals, right? More than likely state college spikes in Pennsylvania, they'd be eliminated from um, affiliation. More than likely Johnson City in Tennessee would be uh, eliminated from uh, an affiliation. I think that's bad. You know, sure, maybe those fans end up becoming Braves fans in Tennessee. Maybe the Pirates or the, the state college fans end up becoming uh, uh, Pirates or Phillies fans. You know, but I think by and large, it just it takes interest away from small towns that would otherwise be really interested in baseball or at least have some rooting interest in the long run. Exposure to the players, even the minor league players, is paramount to the success of baseball. And I think anytime you're taking players away and teams away from small towns. It's it's bad to grow the sport, you know. I'll be honest. If I lived in state college, whether I was a a fan of one of the major league teams around, the St. Louis Cardinals, or one of the teams that state college had been affiliated with previously, I think that if they took that team away from me uh, and turned it into some uh, some, I don't even know what the fuck they call that uh, potential like proving ground for players that weren't drafted. I would not – like, I'd be interested in it. I'd still go watch that, but I would lose interest in Major League Baseball. It'd be a lot like if they took the Rams away from St. Louis. Lost a lot of interest in the NFL because of that. Uh, so that's that's where I stand. I think it's bad. I, I love the idea of paying the, the minor leaguers. I think that they need to be paid. I don't think it needs to be at the expense of 25% of the teams. I think that's fucking stupid. And I think it's also sketchy as shit that they're using the Stan Kroenke loophole of facilities – and uh, facilities being up to date in order to in order to leverage contraction of minor league teams. It's sketchy as fuck. It's cheap as fuck. Uh, it's a ten billion dollar industry. The 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 fucking pirates made thirty eight million dollars last year. I saw it. They made thirty eight million dollars last year uh, before revenue sharing, uh, and they were like the thirteenth highest grossing team. They can afford to keep playing the paying the minor leaguers and also pay them more. Uh, it's fucking bullshit is what it is. Give me Garrett Cole. That'd be amazing. I don't think they have the money for it. Let's make it rain hearts, everybody. I like that. Uh, Martinez Hook says, Hi, Kyle. Thoughts on Cubs and Ross? Yeah, you know, I try not to be so negative about it because I think it's a terrible hire and it almost makes me laugh. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that they went to, to uh, David Ross to be their manager. But hey, maybe it, maybe it works out. You know, the Cardinals, even with Mike Matheny... Uh, they went to a World Series and a bunch of NLCSs uh, with, with uh, Mike Matheny as their manager. Maybe it pays out. Uh, the The funniest thing about it was the line that Epstein said, "If you want a yes man, you know, you're not signing David Ross. Look, you put enough pressure on David Ross, he's gonna say whatever he's gonna say whatever you pay him to say. We saw it on ESPN. Uh, he's a yes man. He might not be a yes man at first. But he'll be a yes man eventually when he starts feeling it. That, that's It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I think David Ross is a joke manager. I think he's a joke hire. I hope that it pans out that way. Uh, because if he ends up being a really great manager, then fuck us as Cardinal fans. Because it's going to be a miserable world to live in. Uh, Derek says, AFL wrap up, please. Yeah, you know, I guess the real quick AFL wrap up is Griffin Roberts... Pitched really well, had some velocity issues, but he accomplished what he was trying to accomplish. He also didn't pitch for like two weeks, and I'm anxious to see what that's about. I put in some feelers, and I haven't gotten an answer. Uh, the relief trio of Roel Ramirez, Cody Whiteley and Seth Elledge all pitched really well, although Elledge got beat around a little bit there at the end. Uh, the hitters, Ivan Herrera was the, the premier hitter in the league. Hit 300, hit uh, 286, I think. Got on base a bunch, walked more than he struck out, showed a little bit of power, played really good defensive catcher. All very positive signs. Alaris Montero hit 200, had a 333 on base percentage. uh, In 58 bats, struck out a bunch, but he also walked more. Didn't really hit for a home run, but he had some doubles. That's all positive. Kramer Robertson filled a small little utility role. That was fine. It was okay. Uh, And really, that's... Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody in there. Who am I forgetting? I don't remember. But anyways, that's the AFL roundup. No one... I mean, Avon Herrera... And Griffin Roberts did as well as you could have hoped they would do. Uh, better, as a matter of fact. And everyone else kind of did marginal. Kind of a bummer. I thought Montero might bust out. And Montero was better in, the second, in like, the second half of his starts than he was in the first half of his starts once he got going, which is an Eliris-Montero trait. Uh, something worth keeping an eye on as he begins his 2020 season. Uh, the mon uh, uh, Ron Nuttall says the Mandalorian trailer popped yet. I don't know, I don't have TV on, I can only focus on one thing at a time, Ron. Uh, Rock Chalk Jason says, You believe we- both Fowler and Carpenter will be on the cards roster opening day? I absolutely do, yeah. And I think anybody with money, uh, if you wanted to hedge your bets, I would hedge both of them being on the Cardinals opening day roster. Uh, I don't see how they get out of it. I don't see how they got out of it. I could be wrong though. Noah Snelson says, uh, will you flash us once during a Cardinals regular season game behind the plate? So my brother Scott has been getting green seat tickets uh, throughout the year. Uh, and next year, I swear, if if we get it and we're right there, I will show my titties. No doubt about it. Zach Wheeler or Jake Odorizzi is our best chance. Aside from that, give Henesis or Helsley a chance. Josh? Yeah, again, I think I think if you're talking about outside of the organization... I think something like Cole Hamels is more than likely your best chance. Uh, I don't think you're going to get Zach Wheeler or Jake Odorizzi. I think they're going to get too many years and I think too many dollars. Again, the Cardinals have limited funds. Uh, again, I don't think the Cardinals have limited funds, but I think as compared to the amount of money that the Cardinals like to spend, where they're spending as compared to the revenue they're bringing in, I don't see them adding Zach Wheeler's contract. I don't see them adding a de Odorizzi contract. Uh, you're talking about Cole Hamels. Or another veteran that you might be able to get on a one or two-year deal. Uh, uh somebody in our group chat, I think it was Fish, said something about Wade Miley. Now, Wade Miley's interesting, and he's the kind of guy that I would go after, but I think that his success with the Astros has priced him out of the Cardinals too. Uh we're just gonna have to wait and see. I thought Wade Miley might get something like a Charlie Morton type deal, uh, just following the the following the lily pads on that one or whatever. Um uh, froggering across the street, as it were. And that would be like a two-year, $30 million contract or something like that. Uh, the two years I love, the $30 million I love. But if you're only giving it two years and you're talking about two years and what your Cardinals are already up against like their self-imposed salary constraints. Uh, Edwin Pavizic says, uh, oh, I haven't seen it yet. God damn it. Uh, we were talking about the Mandalorian trailer. Braun not Brown says, was Junior Fernandez the strikeout machine real or was Junior Fernandez the barrel seeker real? So, you know, I don't, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think I ever like, he had two really bad starts, or two really bad appearances Junior Fernandez had, uh, and they both came because he lost command. And maybe that's the barrel seeker there, and I get that. But I think he's somewhere in between. Look, uh, he throws really hard and he has nasty stuff, but he doesn't command it well. And because, well, he to say he doesn't command it well is a bit of a strike. He doesn't always command it very well. Uh, sometimes it gets a little sketchy. So I think he's some combination of the two. You know, I don't think he's the guy who held hitters to a sub-two batting average at the minor league level this year. Uh, I, I think that that's a little bit of a reach. But I think his stuff is that good that uh, even when he's not on, he's going to get swing and misses. He's going to let up home runs. Uh, and the other thing about baseball now is, and we're going to have to see how Major League Baseball augments the baseball as a response... But, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know what the baseball is going to look like next year. I don't know how that changes this entire conversation as we talk about projecting players next year, both hitters and pitchers. Uh, so he's somewhere in between. You know, he's not the pitcher that we saw in those two bad appearances. He definitely has command issues, but he's going to strike out a lot of guys, and I really feel like he's going to fill a fireman role for the Cardinals, uh, if given the trust by the coaching staff, uh, in 2020. Uh, Oh, good call! Oh, good Lord, Cecil! God, I didn't realize how far back we were. Carp has a full no-trade right. That is correct. Uh, Even as a five ten guy, he would have a full no-trade. A Mar Chaten says playoff hitting was terrible, so the most logical thing to do is letting our best hitting outfielder go. I think look, he's the best hitting outfielder. Uh, of the regulars, I agree. But I think that there's a fallacy about the type of hitter that Marcelo Zuna is. He's a 240 hitter who doesn't really get on base all that much. Swings a little freely. He had a bunch of RBIs, but the question always, the question with RBIs is, are you getting RBIs because you're driving in runs in important occasions, or is it because of the position you're being in uh, with people in front of you? For him, it was a combination of the two. I get that. But I think that we as Cardinal fans, because of how bad the other outfield options have been in particular, overvalue... Marcelo Zuna just a little bit. Now, I love Marcelo Zuna. I would love for the Cardinals to bring him back. I'd be happy if he took the qualifying offer. Uh, But he's not coming back. And I get the frustration with not bringing him back because of how bad Fowler and Bader were in particular, how lackluster Jose Martinez was. Uh, But I also get the philosophy of throwing the kids at the job because I honestly believe that the kids can be more consistent than Marcelo Zuna was. Remember, Marcelo Zuna had a great April. And he was kind of trash for the rest of the season. He had a couple good weeks in September. Had a couple good games in the NLDS. Uh, but other than that, like he's prone to streaks. The Cardinals have enough players that are prone to streaks. They need more steady players. And I think that you can take advantage of the situation. Now the question becomes, who protects Goldschmidt? If you believe that protection is a thing. I don't necessarily believe it is. I think that you just put your best players in. Uh, you rearrange the lineup so that your best hitters are getting more at-bats than everyone else. Uh, and-, and you hope for the best. Uh, that's where I'm at with all of that. Uh, what can Lane Thomas do with 400 at bats from SMB and then a bunch of numbers? One two one three one uh, one two three one two three one two three. Uh, what can he do with a bunch of with 400 at bats? Uh, you know, I would say if he's being handled properly, you know, 400 at bats probably two sixty five, three twenty five, probably something similar to what we saw out of Harrison Bader. During the 2018 season, that's what I would say. Uh, the starting bull says Edmund is really dependent on B uh, B PIB. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to take a step back next year. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a small step back. Look, I've said since the beginning of time, and I hope that I hope you guys are listening here. Uh, since the beginning of time with Tommy Edmund. he is a 100. 100- to 108, 109, 110 WRC guy when being a ha- WRC plus guy when being handled properly. He's a slightly above league average player who, if he's getting, ideally you're giving 400, 450, 500 bats if they, are plate appearances if things get super weird, who can perform a very valuable role with the Cardinals as a switch hitter, who can play multiple positions. Uh, I think if he's handled well, you're talking about a guy who'll get 110, 115 on the WRC, probably, but he's like a 100, 108 guy. League average, uh, which is super valuable. We undervalue what league average is at the major league level, uh, but something wrong there. And he's also going to play a very good defense uh, at third and probably short if given the opportunity at second and a competent outfield. So there's value in the type of player he is, even if he takes a step back. But I'm with you, Snorting Bull. I think you see that. Edwin Pavizic says, I'm already uh, imagining Ozuna hitting home runs against us for the Red Sox next year. Yeah, that's that could very well happen. We'll see. Uh, the J.D. Martinez opt-out is going to be fun to watch. March Hayden says, you are wearing too much clothes. Yeah, I'm getting that a lot tonight. I like that. It, it's flattering. I, I feel bashful that you guys want me to take my shirt off like I've been doing a lot lately. Uh, we're going to keep the shirt on for just a short period of time uh, as we decide if we're happy about what the Cardinals are doing this offseason or we are sad about what the Cardinals are doing this offseason. And if the Cardinals do something worth getting excited for, this shirt comes off, baby doll. Uh Alamosis, what's up Charlie? How are you, babe? Uh Jack Attack 030 says George Springer trade. Yeah, absolutely. I would imagine that that's gonna happen. That'd be amazing, Jack Attack. Sam Smitty says Carpenter, Edmund, third base combination for short. Uh, Edm- uh Ed uh Edmenter. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're like a celebrity couple, Edmund and Carpenter. Uh New Boy18 says hi. I'm assuming that's Graham. Graham, are you, new boy, 18? Uh, I want X says, Gould said Helsley, a dark horse candidate to be closer next year. Yeah, and that would make sense. Look, I want Ryan Helsley to come to spring training with a chance to win the fifth starter spot. I want Helsley and Gann, if Gann's still with the team. And uh, uh, every available option to compete for a starting spot. Hennessy's Cabrera. Uh, but if not, yeah, look, he's he has the stuff. He should be a starter. And if he's not going to be a starter, then he needs to be in high leverage situations uh, and and used on a frequent basis. He's he's dynamic. He's one of the most dynamic arms that the Cardinals have in the organization. He needs to be used as such. Uh, Ron Nuttall says, Don't need a left-handed hitter, just a hitter. Yeah, the best hitter you can find. The hand should not matter. Uh, what is going to happen with Alex Reyes from 7 underscore Brent? You know, Alex Reyes, is he's back to rehabbing. He's trying his hardest to be ready to pitch during the 2020 season. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I want to stress this to you, 7 uh, underscore Brent, as loudly as I can. Your best option is to forget about Alex Reyes until he's pitching on a Cardinals mound, uh, a, a, a mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Forget he exists. Uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do at least, and I think that that's in the best interest of Cardinal fans. To me, Alex Reyes is in like the Rick Ankiel situation now. Uh, before Rick Ankiel switched to being a hitter, where you'd hear about him working his way to being being ready to pitch, and then something would happen. Or, you know, this is after he, you know, uh, had the NLDS meltdown. Like, you know, he, he gets hurt and then he would come back and then he would struggle and it'd be bad and then he'd come hurt. Like, that's where Alex Reyes is. All potential. It's all still there. Alex Reyes is, is injury uh, related. That's, that's hampered his ability to do well. Uh But until he's pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals, even if he's pitching for Memphis or Springfield, he is an aberration. Like, he doesn't exist. It's the smartest thing for us to do as fans. Uh, is the NL adding the DH still a thing? Carpenter to DH from March 8. Now, uh, the last I heard, and again, I would imagine that at the GM meetings and the winter meetings, uh, GM meetings in particular, which I think happened like a week after the season or two weeks after the season, that's when this starts heating up. Uh, remember, the Cardinals, uh, all teams get 26 men next year. That was one of the things rumored to happen. I don't know if that's set in stone yet. I think it was one of those things that was going to happen but isn't quite set in stone yet. I guess the DH could be one of those things. If it's happening next year... Uh, we'll wait and see uh, uh, it, more than likely if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen two years down the line or when the next collective bargaining agreement is is agreed upon uh, something like that but it's something that I honestly like the more I think about it and we're gonna have to uh, I, 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 we're gonna have to wait and see but and I'm ashamed for saying it but I am on board for the DH in the National League and all you traditionalist I understand it uh, come after me I, I deserve it. Uh, Miss Miranda says, no, no Marp in left field. I'd rather be, I'd rather he be left out than that. Ah, no. I like that. That's my favorite comment tonight. The, 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 no. Ah, no. Yeah, I agree. Matt Carpenter in left field sounds like the dumbest idea ever. It's, hey, Marcelo Zuna was not very good in left field. What can we do? I've got an idea. Let's put a guy who's never played the outfield consistently, who's slower with a worse arm than Marcel Ozuna out there, and let's hope for the best. Uh Tyler Bush says, Any faith in Jeff Albert improving the team's approach at the plate. Now if you guys uh again go to Birds on the Black, I wrote an article uh where I just compared the statistics of the Cardinals pre-Budaska uh getting fired and post-Budaska getting fired. Uh and It's actually kind of interesting. By and large, the Cardinals were better once Budaska got fired, and they fully embraced the Jeff Albert method. Now, again, the playoffs were a completely different thing. That was a hitting shit show. It was terrible. They had a couple games between the NLDS and the NLCS where they burst out. But other than that, they were terrible. Uh, But look at the stats. Go to Birds on the Black. Check out the article. I call it the Ballad of Jeff and Joe Bell. Uh, it, it's it's a good article that kind of opens your eyes now the one guy that is the the obvious glaring disappointment uh, when it comes to success after Budasco was fired uh Was Paul DeYoung, and I believe that that is connected to Paul DeYoung's fatigue issue from playing 175,000 games out of a possible 162 for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals need to get Tommy Edmond more shortstop reps and not Jairo Munoz, who I love and appreciate, and blah blah blah. He's not a center, he's not a shortstop. Uh, Those at bats need to go to Tommy Edmond and they need to happen frequently. It's in the best interest of the Cardinals and Paul DeYoung. And the other guy is Dexter Fowler, but it was kind of like not that different. Uh, So My hope would be, do I have faith? uh, any faith in Jeff Albert improving the team's approach at the plate? I wouldn't say faith. I just think they need to continue to do what they did after August 13th and hope for the best. They were a better hitting team after Budaska was fired and Joe Bel Jimenez came up to be the assistant hitting coach of Jeff Albert. And they kind of, as a team and as an organization... Fully embrace the Jeff Albert method, whatever that is. Uh, they seem to hopefully getting familiar with it and learning from it, it ends up stoking the fire. I'm all about the moose. I'm all about that moose. About that moose. About that moose. No carpenter. Uh, moose can't chew with his mouth closed. No deal. Ooh, good good point, Cracker Liquid. Uh, I've gotta gotta tell you that's a that's a bad point for me. My dad chews and it sounds. Like, I don't even know. It sounds like there's gum stuck to his mouth. It is the most disturbing thing, so it's tough for me. I, I know where you're getting at. Mark said says, was screaming at the cards getting Corbin last winter? Look at him now. Yeah, he did great. He did great. We'll see how he does over the next four years. And granted, he really would have helped the Cardinals this year, uh, but we'll see how he does over the next four years. You know, this time next year we could be saying, man, can you imagine if the Cardinals signed Patrick Corbin? He just had another Tommy John surgery. Uh, but I get what you're saying And he had a great year And he really would have Helped the Cardinals this year Josh says Can we pretty please Get Ken Giles And start Carlson the imp- That improves the team su- Substantially uh, Look I like Ken Giles He's the kind of guy Who punches himself In the head That's the kind of uh, Relief pitcher That I can get behind Don't know what kind of Contract he was going to get uh, I would assume That he's priced out Of the Cardinals price range It's something we're going to Have to wait and see uh, But uh, you know Only time will tell Uh, Starting left field next year So the one thing I'll say And again I don't know who the Cardinals are going to go up against As a starting pitcher in game one But if it's a righty I'll say that the starting left fielder Is Tommy Edmond with Harrison Bader In center And Dexter Fowler in right with Tommy Edmond at third Uh, That's if it's a lefty I mean And if it's a righty Then I'll say Carpenter, (sighs) Edmond Lane Thomas uh, uh, Harrison Bader and Dexter Fowler That's what I'll say uh, Pierre2 says STL yeah we're talking about the STL Cardinals Sam Smitty uh, just hard to see this team sit both Dex and Carpenter with what they are getting paid yeah it could happen but you know what uh, they they definitely sat hold on I'm, I'm messing up here uh, they definitely sat Carpenter and used him in, in opportunistic uh, 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 they used him opportunistically down the stretch that was a positive got Tommy Edmond more at bats uh, what happens with Dexter Fowler is really interesting I think that if you have a healthy outfield and you have a manager who's willing to jazz things up. I, I think you've. I think they'll do it. I hope they do it. I don't know. I think you're. I think what you're saying is definitely rooted in in reality. I am very. I'm not bullish. Rather, I'm not bullish on the Cardinals' ability to to sit players that are getting paid. I I'm not bullish on that. It's something that I want to see change. But I also don't think they can move them. So it's a catch twenty two. Josh says, giving O'Neal 140 games and he's going to be impressive defensively and offensively, really hope we see it. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I, You guys know I'm a big Tyler O'Neal fan. I think it's important that he stays healthy, obviously, if he can stay healthy for 140 games. Uh, I do too. I, I think if you put him in left field, you let him get comfortable out there, I think the more he plays, the better he'll be. Uh, and hopefully we get an opportunity to, to see that if they're not going to go Dylan Carlson or Lane Thomas. Uh, Miss Miranda, if O'Neill was healthy for 140 games, that would be awesome. There we go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Ethan Klusner says, father for Pujols and Trout. Yeah, that's... Yeah, absolutely. You see, you're taking on Pujols' contract, so let us throw Trout in. And Trout's got a ridiculous contract that he's not worth. Uh, give him an extra follow. That seems like a fair trade. Maybe they'll take Matt Carpenter to even out the trade. Yeah, absolutely. I like where your mind's at, Ethan. Uh, Chi-Town Cards fan says, where does Zach Thompson start next year? Uh, you know, I'll say Zach Thompson... Uh, gets the uh, uh, Dakota Hudson treatment, and starts his first full season at Springfield. I do think that there's a—now, again, I'm not saying that this is a deterrent, but Zach Thompson has a bit of a history of arm issues here and there, both elbow and shoulder related, and I think it does the Cardinals well to expedite his, his time frame. I think the Cardinals would be in their best interest to put him at Springfield, and if he's doing really well at Springfield, getting him up to Memphis as soon as possible, and if he's doing well at Memphis, getting him into the majors, uh, as, as soon as possible. With those, uh, lingering arm questions, you don't play around with it, you don't tempt fate, you get him to the major leagues as soon as he's shown that his stuff is ready for it. But yeah, I'd start him at, uh, I'd start him at Springfield. Probably, he'll probably start at Palm Beach, but we'll see. Cardinals fan 022 says, is Zach Wheeler a good investment? Uh, Luckily, if I'm the front office, I don't have to worry about it because the Cardinals aren't going to pay for him. Uh, I think that the argument could be made because of his injury history and some of the up and downs in his performance that it's not a good investment. But I also think it makes the Cardinals better. So, uh, you know, if you had the money, if the Cardinals have the money that they're willing to spend, then I'm about it. Again, the, we, we look at those things. Uh, I look at those things. And I try to compare modern baseball to baseball three years ago where someone like Zach Wheeler would get six years, seven years, five years and then a sixth option or six years and a seventh option. That's not going to happen anymore. Someone's going to give Zach Wheeler four years with like a fifth year option. That changes if the investment's really worth it. Uh, so, yeah, I think it is. But I think you'd have to come to terms with whatever you're paying him. It's not going to be for every year that you're paying him for. Uh, Hamels is a starter version of Andrew Miller. Meh. From uh, BJ Dentman. I agree. I agree. But I do think he's an upgrade over Michael Waka. Uh And also probably just as cheap as Michael Waka was this season. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for Cole Hamels. Uh, I do think, like I just said, I think that it's not a bad contingency plan to have or bring in someone like that. I'm definitely on board for that. I love veteran starters uh, on one-year deals like that. There's No incentive to keep him around if he's shitty, which is a positive. Uh, and I, I, I like that. If that's, if you're not gonna sign. Garrett Cole, if you're not going to sign Madison Bumgartner, Jacob DeRizi, or Zach Wheeler, I like the idea of just bringing in another pitcher for the competition purposes, uh, and then, and then letting the rest of it sort itself out. You know, maybe, maybe Hamels isn't the guy in, in spring. Maybe Ryan Helsley's that guy, or Giovanni Gallegos, or, uh, Giovanni Gallegos, or, uh, Cabrera. You know, maybe one of those two guys win this fifth spot. Maybe Carlos Martinez goes back to the, the starting rotation. Uh, and then you can put Hamels in the bullpen, and then you don't have to worry about Brett Cecil coming back. You can move him, or if Tyler Webb isn't as effective as he was in 2019, you can just drop Tyler Webb, and you have Hamels and Miller in the bullpen, and maybe that's enough, Uh, but it seems like a modest investment for something that could help the Cardinals in the long run. Uh, Mad Bum is going to get ace money when he wouldn't even be our ace. He wouldn't even be our number two guy. Yeah, again, I I don't think he's going to get ace money. I think back in the day, someone like Madison Bumgarner would have got, again, Three or four or five years ago, somebody like Bumgarner would have got ace money. I don't think that's going to happen in today's marketplace. Uh, Stanton is made of literal glass. Yeah, he's had a rough career injury-wise. Uh, some stuff that he could help and some stuff that he couldn't help. Al is absolutely devastated. I know, Maggie. I'm sorry. He wouldn't like a doggy pad shirt. He would like a doggy pad shirt as an apology. Uh, I'd love to be able to make that happen. We'll talk to Cardinal's gifts about it. Uh, Josh Stuckey says, Outside House, Powers of Acts, what are you reading right now? So, it was Josh, I used to read comics nonstop, man. I used to... Uh, yeah, I mean, non-stop. I used to read barely... like I used to read a ton of DC. I didn't really read a lot of Marvel. And what happened was, all of my DC titles that I liked kind of got shitty. Uh, and I haven't really read anything DC. And honestly, uh, I canceled my subscription to Nightwing because of what DC's done to that character, my favorite character. They fucking ruined it. Uh, and that happened right about the same time that Hawks Ho- and Pox fired up. So honestly, the only thing I'm reading right now are... Uh, now that Hawks and Pox are over, I'm reading the, the standard X-Men comic uh, and I subscribe to Marauders and Excalibur and Excalibur comes out on Wednesday and I'm just going to follow the X-Men and then hope that DC gets their shit together uh, and uh, and get back into DC, which I love. Uh, Eric Thomas says, did I miss the favorite dogs list? You know Radar's on that list, boy. Don't set me up for that. But to Eric Thomas, uh, our good friend, and to Ut Snacks for hooking up his class. Uh, Cardinals fan 22 says the Phillies are in an interesting position. Yeah, you know, I that's a team that I would love to look and see what kind of salary uh, they have available for next year. They have some good talent. They have, I believe to be, some open cap space, and they could be competitors for some of these guys. Uh, I, I like that lineup still a lot. It's funny, you know, that lineup kind of feels like the Marlins when the Marlins had Stanton and Ozuna and Yelich and Real Muto, uh, uh, and D Gordon and, like... It seems like they have a lot of pieces there. It's just a matter of what direction they go in and what they do with the pieces that they have. Uh, 3 run. Jack says, Do you think we're going to see sophomore performances decline with Edmund like we saw with Bader? Not like we saw with Bader. Uh, Again, I know that a lot of people here are new to Prospects After Dark, but I tried preparing people for the Harrison Bader fall-off. What we saw out of Harrison Bader in, in 2019 is not what we saw out of 2018, obviously. 2018 Harrison Bader... Uh, he's The real Harrison Bader is not the 2018 or the 2019. He's somewhere in between, but closer to the 2019. Tommy Edmond, I expect to have a bit of a sophomore slump. But, you know, where Harrison Bader was like a 79 WRC plus guy uh, in 2019, instead of Tommy Edmond being like a 120 WRC plus guy, he's going to be like a 105, 100, 103, 107 WRC plus guy, playing five different positions, uh, getting 400 to 50, 450 plate appearances, if, if handled properly, uh, uh, while performing good defense at those positions. So yes, I do expect a sophomore slump. I don't expect him to hit for the power, uh, partially because I don't expect the baseball to be the same. Uh, but he's going to drive the ball, and he's going to take good at-bats, even if he doesn't walk a lot, and he's going to put himself in a position to hit. And that's the difference between him and Harrison Bader. And the other thing is because he's a switch hitter, and because he hits pretty well from both sides, uh, from like a contact standpoint... That changes the comparison between him and Bader uh, in their sophomore years. Uh, David Ross told me, you're a joke. Thank you, Charlie. Did Edmonds cheat on his wife from Lawmaker11? Yeah, the rumor is uh, he slept with a nanny, right? Cards CardsFan022 020, uh, says, let's hope for a monster season from Goldie. Yeah, you know, uh, keep an eye out for Ben Cerruti's projections. Last year he did an amazing projection system over at Birds on the Black that was more accurate than I ever could have imagined. I would say... More accurate than any of the other projections uh, nationwide, especially in regards to the same those Cardinal players. He started showing us in our Birds on the Black DM some of the projections he's working on now. He's still tweaking the system so it's not set. One of the spoilers that I'm going to give away, sorry Ben, is that he's projecting a very, very good season next year for Paul Goldschmidt. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think it's 2020, just going on what I saw last year. I think it's 2020 is going to be pretty well identical, if not a tick lower than his 2019. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But yeah, look, the Cardinals need him to be no worse than he was in 2019 and 2020. Uh, Brian Janderscore5 says, counter Campbell. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the Arizona Fall League. Now, Campbell had a few home runs. I think he hit three home runs. Uh, short power, but. Yeah, and again Capel's a pretty good defensive outfielder I didn't give him enough credit he has a strong arm too but counter Capel is just exactly what we thought he was uh, a guy who's going to strike out a line who has a flawed swing whose swing is quick enough that he runs into pitches and puts them over the fence thank you very much Sam Smitty says uh, I'm dumb at this stuff is there a way to get back to live viewing on here if you miss a minute I wish I could tell you Sam Smitty uh, I don't know just remember that I try to answer every question so just because you come in uh, I'm, I'm probably five minutes behind you or ten minutes uh, Nick Nick Meni says Is Wayno coming back? I don't have any insider information other than every time you see him and like, I feel like he's coming back I felt like he was coming back before I saw this but you can tell Yachty is pressuring him to come back and I think that he's coming back and he doesn't have a reason not to come back unless he's not healthy uh, unless he doesn't want to put the work in, and that's not even an indictment on him. I would not blame him for not having to put the, not wanting to put that amount of work in. That's a lot of work to prep to prep your body for a full major league season at that age with the history of arm problems that he's had. Like I can't imagine what it takes uh, for him to prep for a season. I hope he does. It looks like he is, uh, and I will forever root and applaud for for Adam Wainwright. I love that guy. Uh, uh, PMW. Phil, I believe, says, "Have you seen the Joker movie? I had. I liked it a lot. To me, it's like the poor man's... Uh, uh, uh oh, god, I can't think of the goddamn movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, American Psycho. I felt like the poor man's American Psycho. I thought it was good. I love the fact that the reality of it was up for interpretation. As someone who loves the comics, uh, it was really cool that uh, uh, you know they didn't like define exactly who he was or what he was or what was real or what was fake." Uh, there's clues and hints in there. I love that. I think that that was great. Uh, but to me, it was like a poor man's American Psycho. I think American Psycho is a better movie than that and uh, tells a more interesting story about maybe mental illness. But I also appreciate that they didn't like pigeonhole his mental illness into like one category. I, you know, I think it, it allows us to have an interesting conversation about mental illness in that capacity uh, that hopefully opens up some eyes. So I liked it. I thought it was really good. Tratton Card says, uh, Miley didn't even make Houston postseason roster his awful end of the year. May help make it more affordable. Yeah, then maybe that uh, that really does help, and that's a good point. Uh, Coach M. Poe says, how good can Herrera be? Is he the long-term uh, heir? So our good friend, Rusty Grapple, calls it the heir presumptive, not heir apparent. Hey, Graham, how are you, bud? Uh, he could be. He very well could be. I will tell you, as I've written before, and as I'm writing now, as I go through my organizational position rankings, he reminds me a lot of... Andrew Kisner, and that they have a similar approach with similar power alleys, a similar swing, uh, uh, and similar skill set. But the difference is Ivan Herrera is only 19 years old, uh, and he's doing it at 19, what Kisner did at 22-23. I, I think he's close to becoming a better fielder than Kisner is. Uh, game caller, Kisner doesn't get the credit that he deserves for being the game caller he is. Uh, But I think that there is a chance that Herrera is the next long-term catcher of the St. Louis Cardinals for a couple years. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, The hitter that he was in the Arizona Fall League, the hitter he was in 2019 in both the Florida State League and the Midwest League are all positive. But remember, a 19-year-old, as we learned from Alaris Montero, can go from being dominant, uh, a, a showstopper hitter, to struggling with A little introduction to struggle. Now, he struggled in the Florida State League hitting uh, when he first arrived at the Florida State League, and he bounced his way out of it, and he was really impressive and back to the Peoria type hitter that we saw. Uh, So, he's really, really good. And again, if you're talking, if you have to pick a prospect in the Cardinals organization that's going to have the Dylan Carlson 2019 and 2020, it's Ivan Herrera. More than likely, by the end of the year, you're talking about a top 50 prospect in baseball, uh, top five prospect in the organization. Uh, but right now he's not there. And since he, uh, you guys know how I, this is where I stay on this always. Until I see a player playing at double A AA or triple A and doing it successfully, uh, because of the gap in talent between double A and single A, I'm, I'm apprehensive about declaring anyone. But I will say watching Avon Herrera, he has all the skills that you would hope for out of a catcher, even though some of them are still raw and still need refining. Love you, Graham. Uh, Andres, our good friend Andres says, you think the cards will explore the reliever market? Will Harris could compete with Guy for closer. Yeah, I think the Cardinals would do well to address the relief market via free agency. I think, again, somebody said Ken Giles, Will Harris. I like both of those options. I haven't seen the list, but I definitely like both of those options. And I think the Cardinals would do well to bring a reliever in. Uh, Remember, relievers aren't getting the price tags uh, are going like aren't attached to the price tags that they were just a couple years ago. You can get a right-handed reliever for a couple years and a couple hundred million, or a couple million dollars. They're affordable now, uh, as, as compared to where it was just a couple years ago. So I think the Cardinals would do well, and I think they have the funds to make that happen. Uh, Maggie says, did we already talk about how rooting for domestic abusers is worse than uh, reusing old passwords? Yeah, man, that's some bad shit. No, we, we, you know, we didn't talk about that whole Astros thing. That was super fucked up from the get go. You know, the way that the Astros handled it uh uh the way that the gentleman for the well the, the way that that motherfucker for the Astros acted it was all fucked up the most fucked up part is uh Jeff Lunow goes in front of the camera and it like during various points of that apology uh where he said that they were in the wrong like he tries to turn the table so that like you feel sorry for him and he comes across as a total douchebag yeah the Astros have a fucked up thing going on and it sucks that they're doing well that actually it bums me out to be honest with you uh, uh, and I don't know how anyone could root for them right now. Uh, fuck them is really what I'm trying to say. And you know, I, I appreciate Jim Crane, the owner of the the Houston Astros, writing a letter to the, the young reporter uh, that was I'm going to say verbally accosted uh, by the douchebag for the Astros. Um, who Tallman? That'll be the last time I say his name. But that douchebag for the for the Astros. Uh, in the Astros' front office, the assistant GM. Uh, that was awesome and very, very well done, but it took too fucking long. Uh, absolutely atrociously handled by the Houston Astros from the beginning all the way through the incident. fan 22 says, uh, Could Helsley get a chance and a starters role? Yeah, I would expect, again, if Gant stays in the organization, I would expect right now that the fifth starter role, uh, if Carlos Martinez comes to camp healthy, is Martinez, uh, Gant, Helsley, Cabrera, maybe even Jake Woodford, uh, all getting a chance to compete for that fifth starter spot. Hey, Luke Floosh! Oh my god, Luke, I love you, bud. Thank you for being in here. What is something you would not want to see done this offseason? I am not on board for... Let's see. You know, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to see the Cardinals trade Dylan Carlson. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I want to see Dylan Carlson hit at the Major League level. I'm so excited about him. Again, I was not as excited about Oscar Tavares as most people were. Uh, You know, I wasn't as excited about some of the other hitting prospects that have come up. I am so excited about Dylan Carlson. Colby Rasmus, I wasn't as excited about. I was pretty excited about Colton Wong. Uh, Just watching him down in Springfield, I was really, really bullish on him. Uh, More so than I was on Oscar Tavares or uh, 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 Colby Rasmus, as a matter of fact. Uh, But I don't think I've ever been so excited for a hitting prospect. And You guys know I love Randy Orozarena, and you know that I love Andrew Kisner. Uh, but he, he's just something different and he's something exciting. So I don't think it would ever happen, but I definitely don't want the Cardinals to trade Dylan Carlson. I'm opposed to the Cardinals giving Marcelo Zuna a long term contract too. I would love for that qualifying offer thing to sort itself out. Uh, but like those are the two things I think of. I, I don't want the Cardinals to get tied up in any contracts longer than three years. Uh, but other than that, everything's on the table for me. I wouldn't want them to trade Jack Flaherty, but that's not going to happen either. So uh, that's where I'm at, Luke. Thanks for being here, bud. Uh, Josh, uh, there was a rumor that we're wanting to bring back Wheaters. If that's true, please kill me. No, look, I wouldn't understand why Matt Wheaters would want to come back to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I mean, it's a free payday, pretty much. You're only getting a 80 at-bats a season or 100 at-bats a season if Yachty stays healthy uh, at, at most. Uh, maybe that's what he's looking forward to. And the one thing that the Baltimore Riders have always said about Matt Wieters is he's at his most effective when he's well-rested. We saw that. Uh, I like Matt Wieters. I-, I hope that the Cardinals can bring him back. But, you know, if I'm thinking about it like realistically, I can't imagine why Matt Wieters would come back here if he really wants to play baseball. Uh, it seems like he'd be able to start for a lot of other clubs. The only thing I can think of is his free agency last year was such bullshit where no one contacted him at all in the in the off season until spring training and he was only getting offered minor league deals. That maybe he just doesn't want to deal with it again, uh, which I honestly respect uh, and I hope they bring him back because he definitely makes the Cardinals a better team in 2020. Uh, Charlie says, tell me more about undervaluing what average is at the major league level. Yeah, so uh, I guess my thought is like, you know, look at Harrison Bader, right? Harrison Bader is a below-average player, and he still is effective. He he has his he can still be effective if he's being used properly as an eighth inning, ninth inning, seventh inning defensive replacement or pinch base runner. Uh, Tommy Edmond, as an average major league hitter, uh, WRC plus of 100. You know. He still has a tremendous amount of value and is underrated as an average player because of what he can do defensively and the fact that he provides you insurance hitting from both the left and right side of the plate. Uh, that's where Dexter Fowler has a little bit of value. He can, he at least can bat from the left and right hand side of the plate. Now his best days are behind him. Uh, but like there is value in the league minimum paid league average player, uh, because they're not as like, they're not as common. I know you see league average, but they're not as common uh, and as productive as someone like Tommy Edmund is probably going to be. Uh, Bet, bets, bets. Yeah, I would love that, Nick Loomis. Uh, Sam Smithy says Edmund or someone has to step up and back up shortstop and spell to Young every once in a while. You guys know where I'm on that. Uh, Radar votes for himself as Pad's top dog. I like that. The Ginger Kid 39 says any thoughts on moving to Young to third and acquiring a shortstop? Yeah, I know that there's a groundswell for Didi Gregorius. Uh, you know. It's- <laughs> Here's my thought. I don't get why we're trying to move Paul DeYoung to third. I, he's a really, really good defensive shortstop, uh, and I want the Cardinals to get better. But I think, I think you, to optimize Paul DeYoung, your best bet is to get Tommy Edmond as many reps at short a, as you feel giving him because uh, he's a good defensive shortstop. I love Didi Gregorius. Mo's algorithm said it on bowties and bullshit a couple weeks ago or last week. I think Didi Gregorius would be a nice little matchup. I don't know how many years he would want, but uh, you know, Didi Gregorius is kind of like. The same thing as Paul DeYoung. And then it doesn't answer what you're doing at third base, really. Uh, you know, it's kind of just a wash to me with what you already have between Edmund and Carpenter if you're using that combo right and you're giving Paul DeYoung rest. So I, I, my thought is, yes, I would love someone like Francisco Lindor. I would love for the Cardinals to pull the trigger on that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that that's got Dodgers written all over it. Uh, of course, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh but, yeah, I mean, if the price is right, you go get it, but remember, I just don't know I don't know other than via trade, I don't know how the cardinals make it happen. That's something we'd have to wait and see. Uh, Carlson starting in Memphis. I sure hope he gets a chance to start with the Cardinals, but I think smart money is on him starting in Memphis. Cardinals fan 022 says Paul DeYoung was striking out way too much. I agree. That's Paul DeYoung. But the question becomes, is that because he played in every game of the season pretty much? Uh, I know he didn't rest during down the stretch. I know that he showed signs of being a really uh, productive hitter here and there. You know, you look at his stats since the beginning of May or the mid part of May, and he was... Terrible, but if you look at it from a... like Instead of looking at it from May to the end of the year, if you look at it from a month-to-month basis, you'll see little week-long stretches in each month where he was the productive hitter that could help carry an offense. Maybe that's the type of hitter he is. Uh, he's always going to strike out. Look, we, we've talked about it. He's always going to strike out, and it's impressive that he's walking as much as he is because he never profiled that at the minor league level. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I To me, with what the Cardinals have and what they're probably willing to spend... I think their best bet is to just get him some rest and hope for the best. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Please distract from my existential dread. Hello, Ashley. Uh, Three-run Jack says, is Ankeel still trying to work his way back to the majors? I don't know. I don't think so. Mark Hayden says, welcome to the pro DH team, Kyle. Uh, Josh Stuckey says, Mark versus Big City in left field. Who do you want? Uh, a bullet to the back of my head. Uh, Justin Kinsey says, I vote for the DH. I like that. Kyle. Hi, buddy. Hey, Tara. Oh, Tara. I'm so glad you're here. It's nice to see you. Nice to have you as part of Prospects After Dark this lovely evening. I hope you're doing well, too. Uh, To Tara Wellman over at Birds on the Black doing chirps and uh, just amazing thing after amazing thing. Tara, I hope you're well. Sam Smitty. Slower, less athletic, and has a worse arm than Ozuna Carpenter. Cannot play left. Wong and Young better win gold gloves or we ride. I don't have any feeling about the, the gold glove. I'm really excited that they all got nominated. I think it's a testament to how they've improved defensively. But, you know, Eric Hosmer still wins them, and he's terrible. Carp uh, has no need for any type of baseball glove. Oof, good call. I like what you're doing there. Uh, Ethan Kluzner. Uh Josh says, Ken Giles isn't a free agent. He'll be on the trade block. Yeah, you know what I mean. Bring him on. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Are you farting, Kyle? I am farting. You caught that. Good. It smells bad. Uh, let's see. The whole Alex Ray situation is very depressing to me. Yeah, me too, Sam Smitty. Uh, Javi Noela says, How realistic do you think a Corey Kluber trade is? I don't think it's realistic at all. And honestly, with his arm history and the recent history of his arm issues, uh, it's not a trade that I would make if I'm the Cardinals. Charlie says, how cute was the doggy ambulance thing you retweeted remind me of a sugar bear? Aw, poor sugar bear. I love that sugar bear. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was incredible. I think it's the best, uh, it, I think it's the best video on the internet. That, <laughs> every time it starts siren, it goes, It's the funniest thing ever. Oh, what a good pup. What a good cute pup. Uh, underscore DP487 says, what are the odds that people finally get the railing but the, the, the people? Get the Ray Langford bobblehead we deserve next year. Zero. I, I don't think the Cardinals will ever respect Ray Langford and the legacy that he bestowed upon an entire generation the way that they should. I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened the year that uh, uh, he was sent to the Hall of Fame, a- and it didn't. I don't know. There's a whole thing with the Cardinals and like not fully appreciating the legacy of Ray Langford. Travis Mack uh, 251 says, "What are the Cards giving up for Mookie? Uh, not enough. Not enough at all." Cole Hamels, Graham says, uh, uh, "Yeah, that'd be amazing." Look the the Mookie Bet the Mookie Betts thing is a lot of fun, and you know you're talking about one year of Mookie Betts because the Cardinals aren't going to give him the huge contract that we all hope they would. Uh, that's not going to happen. They're going to get outbid. He's going to go to the free agent market. It's not like they're going to be able to negotiate with him like they did with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, that's not going to happen. And more than likely, they wouldn't be able to match his number anyway. So the question is, what are you willing to pay for one year of Paul Goldschmidt or of one year of Mookie Betts? And more than likely, the Cardinals aren't willing to pay that. Uh, you know, maybe Carlos Martinez and Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman get it done. Uh, maybe Tyler O'Neill throwing in there gets it done. But I don't see the Cardinals making that move. Uh, I could be wrong. I would love to see it happen. Ethan Kluzer says most important player to protect from the Rule Five. You know, it really boils down to Aliris Montero. Jake Woodford and John Nagowski and I mean more than likely of the three who's most likely to go I would say Jake Woodford you know Nagowski's approach is really interesting but he's a little older and it's hard to get a gauge for how he would do at the next level uh so so I'll say like of the three I still don't want even if with his bad 2019 I still don't want to Montero to go uh but I think that the smart money would be to protect Jake Woodford because some team would take a chance on him. Uh, gifts, I want a pad hoodie for Christmas. I love that. Uh, suppose that 5G uh, reboot is coming. Hopefully Rick Grayson is almost over. Yeah, it, it's got to be over. It's got to be over. Uh, I, somebody was telling me about the 5G reboot uh, yesterday. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, Sono2351 says, In late, but who's a surprise we won't expect to be waved, let go of this offseason? Uh, you know... I don't. It doesn't make sense to me why the Cardinals would keep Brett Cecil. I know they paid for him, uh, but he should not have a roster spot. There's no reason to keep hoping for the best with this guy. Uh, it might be a surprise because they've held on him this long and they still continue to uh, uh, push for him to be ready for spring training next year. Uh, so I would be surprised by it because I think the Cardinals like to hold on to their assets that they paid for. I think one guy that might be interesting is Alex Reyes. Uh, there's a chance the Cardinals could release Alex Reyes. I don't see that happening, uh, but it could very well happen. That would surprise the hell out of a lot of people. uh, uh, And I also don't think it's the right move, even with the arm injuries and even trying my hardest to forget he exists. Aside from that, maybe Jose Adoliz Garcia would be the only other one that I see uh, getting released. Uh, Ramon Urias might be on the chopping block. Keep an eye on that. But those are, those are the names that have come to my mind right away. You know, Dominic Leone, I, I don't think it's tendered. Uh, people have talked about John Gant getting non-tendered. I think John Gant gets tendered. Uh, I think we all expect Mike Myers to not be a Cardinal next year. Uh, so that wouldn't be a surprise. But that's where I'm at. Uh, you straight up warned everyone about Bader. I tried. Uh, Tara Woman says, Me when people ask me why I wasn't sold on Bader in 2019? Uh, because Kyle said so, obviously. Oof. So tough. Uh, and I don't mean that to beat up on Bader. I think Harrison Bader would be a very awesome fourth outfielder for a team for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, look, I know that he wasn't hitting, uh, but he, look, he had serious value to the St. Louis Cardinals as a late inning defensive replacement uh, uh, and a base runner. And those, like, if used properly as a fourth outfielder, he could be tremendous for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's just that there's a loyalty issue within the clubhouse and I really feel like it'll always be Harrison Bader or Dexter Fowler or Jose Martinez as long as there are options on the 25 man over options that may be more talented than those three uh, uh, happening. Uh, Days of Lore says, Hey all, does Bader have to earn his spot in the outfield or are they going to hand him the center fielder job again? Again, this is just me guessing, uh, trying to use the clues that I'm hearing from uh, the rhetoric being spewed by... uh, And let me rephrase that because that has a negative connotation. I don't mean it that way. By what's being said by Mike Schilt and John Mazalak, Uh, that it sounds like it's going to be like an open competition for center field job, but like when they keep extrapolating on their thoughts, the impression that I get is that it's going to be Harrison Bader's job and somebody's going to have to like blow them away to take it from him, if that makes sense. Open competition, but like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Alex Card, hey Alex, rookie Coinside, here we go. Thoughts on what rookie Coinside needs to work on? And the Kalukian uh, Winter League. uh Boy, did I butcher that. Well, you know, what I was really impressed with with uh, uh, left-handed relief pitcher Ricky Coinside, who's 28 years old in the Gulf Coast in the Dominican Summer League, is the amount of deception that he brings to the game. Uh, you know, he pitches on both sides of the plate, up and down in the zone. He uh, has good velocity, but not great velocity. He has good command, but not great command. Uh, I definitely think Ricky Coinside is a name that everyone needs to keep an eye, an eye and an ear on, uh, whether he's real or not. But he's doing great from what I understand. Josh says DeYoung is going to hit 260, 340, 470 with 2700 runs and you can take that to the bank. I don't think his on base percentage is going to be 340. I think, look, if, if he's getting rest, I think you're talking about a 250, 320, 440 type hitter who plays a really good defensive shortstop and is super valuable to the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward. Uh, Farmer Vala says Herrera. Yeah, man. Look, Farmer Vala, I love you, buddy. Thank you for being in here. And also, yeah, I'm really excited about Avon Herrera as well. He was a world beater in the Arizona Fall League. He had an amazing uh, start to his, his Cardinal career at the minor league level. I'm anxious to see what the 2020 season has for him. I would imagine he starts the year in Springfield. Uh, that Springfield team is going to be a lot of fun to watch next year. Uh, uh, no doubt about it. And he very well could be the heir presumptive to uh, uh, Mr. Yadier Molina. Sono twenty three fifty one says, "Fuck Mary, kill Edmund, Dirty DeScalzo, and Greg Garcia." You know, I'm not a Dirty DeScalzo fan. I, I've never, uh, I'm not a Dirty DeScalzo fan, so I would murder Dirty DeScalzo. I would bed the shit out of Greg Garcia, and I would marry that cute little Tommy Edman. Good life, Sean says. Looks like Monday Night Raw is in St. Louis tonight, looking for a wrestler to come out in a pad shirt. That'd be fucking amazing. I wish we could have made that happen. I didn't know that that was going on, or else I would have tried to uh, make it happen. Josh says, pure talent-wise, can you rank Herrera, Kisner, and Kelly? You know, uh, pure talent. How about this? If we're talking about ceiling, who has the highest ceiling? Uh, I still think it's Andrew Kisner. I, I know that that sounds crazy. I think that Kisner, uh, because of his approach, because of his swing, because of his power and his body, because of his athleticism, uh, uh, I think that he has the highest ceiling of all three. You know, it's tough to say because once we got to see Carson Kelly at the higher levels... You could really kind of see him start to break down. But there was a time when I would, like, Carson Kelly showed very, very plus athleticism. But by the time we saw him at AA and AAA, his athleticism had kind of, like, given up on him. Uh, so, like, the question then becomes: Avon Herrera, how does he compare to, to Andrew Kisner? I think that the sky is the limit for Avon Herrera. I think that Kisner's ceiling is, like, more likely to be reached. I think, I, I'm, you know, we get caught up in the nice, new, shiny thing sometimes. And, I think Avon Herrera is a top 100 prospect in baseball when it's all said and done in 2020. Could very well be a top 50 prospect in baseball. Catchers always take a little extra time to develop. We forget that. Carson Kelly had a great 2019 season. Andrew Kisner has not necessarily had a chance to prove how good he can be. Uh, so, yeah, of the three, like, talent-wise, I just like Andrew Kisner as a hitter so much. And that's not to take away from Yvonne Herrera. I think Yvonne Herrera is a hitter on the cusp of really breaking out. Uh, and also a very, very good defensive catcher. I just think that, like, of the three, Andrew Kisner is the one I would choose. But remember with me, I always lean towards the more sure thing of them all. Uh, uh, So maybe in a year from now, it's obviously Yvonne Herrera. But it's close to me between Herrera and Kisner. Sam Smith says, Yadi is going to be catching for the Cardinals until age 45, and then the teary eyed laughing guy. But you know what? Yadi's what, 36 now? 35 now? 36 now? If he catches at least 40, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Remember, uh, Yadi wants all of those counting stats innings, games. Uh, uh, those are important to him. He wants to be as high on that list as possible in the all time list. Josh Stuckey says, Commission Gould didn't think they'll sign a reliever, but likely trade or discard pile. Yeah, something like that. I could, I could definitely see something like that. Also, Josh, I'm also reading Doomsday Clock. I forgot about that. I still subscribe to Doomsday Clock. That Those issues come out every four months, so I always forget that I'm subscribed to it. Uh, Josh Stuckey says, too many bad deals lately. Yeah, it's definitely hurt them. Will Smith, a fit for St. Louis. I would love for the Cardinals to bring in Will Smith. I think that as long as Brett Cecil is in the picture... The Cardinals will go to spring training with Andrew Miller, Tyler Webb, potentially Hennessy Cabrera, and, and Brett Cecil as their options. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Farmer Vala says, Helsley and Carlos, which, should, which shoulder can handle starting pitching? I think they both can, man. And I think they both should get an option. You know, especially if Wayno doesn't come back. And again, we expect Waino to come back. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but I, I just think that they both could. And again, they're both ticking time to... Taking, Time bombs, potentially. Uh, but again, like, one's done it at the major league level and the other one hasn't, so if I had to choose, I'd say Carlos Martinez. I like that he's getting that shoulder cleaned up, by the way. Uh, or the, uh, uh, PRP injections or whatever it is. Uh, Dylan's swing is so damn pretty. It really is. He's a, he's a mensch, man. Eric Thomas says Melina Wheaters 2020. I like that. That's a, I'll vote for it. Uh, Wheaters reminds me of Schmeagle. Schmeagle. I like, I get that. I see that. I see that. Good work, uh, Jeff House. To our good friend Jeff House, I raise my glass. Bieber, Bieberhole69 underscore ur says, get rid of Wong. Yeah, you know, I, I'll say this. If you wanted to trade Colton Wong at the peak of his value, now would be the time to do it. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I think he's valuable to this roster. And if they couldn't, like, if they could do it for Francisco Lindor and maybe throw in a couple prospects or something, then yeah, I'm making that trade and I'm figuring it out for sure. But sure, to someone like Francisco Lindor, I'm not moving. I'm not, not moving him for prospects. Uh, that doesn't make the Cardinals any better. Uh, I do worry about the, the health issues here and there. Uh, remember, the last couple of years, like... He's gotten off to a good start and then kind of hits a wall for like a month and a half and then goes back to being like an impressive Colton Wong. Maybe that's his profile uh, moving forward. What I know is I love Colton Wong. He's more than earned my respect. I love him as a defensive second baseman. I love what he's doing when he's taking the ball to the opposite field. That's when he's hitting at his best. And what was it from like July 1st until the end of the year? He was one of Major League Baseball's most productive hitters. So again, if you're talking about trading a guy at the peak of their value, then yeah, if that's what you're into. But I just think right now with the Cardinals roster being the way it is and so many uncertainties, that's one of the certainties that you can't really trade unless you're getting someone like Francisco Lindor in the deal. Uh, Dennis B. Hands says, hi from, Redbird, uh, from, hi from Redbirds fans in North Carolina to the pad contingency. Uh, North Carolina, the Cardinals fans in North Carolina, I raised my glass. Uh, every Every city, every town, every state is a fan. And welcome to the pad nation. Hooks Bear said, I miss the Alex Reyes update. What's the short version? The short version is to forget Alex Reyes exists until he's pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. Even if he's pitching in Memphis or Springfield, working his way back, uh, we've all seen how quickly that can turn. So the update is he's he's rehabbing. He's trying to get strong for the 2020 season. Uh, and forgetting he exists until he's pitching for the Cardinals. Uh, there's already is a Ray Lankford bobblehead from the Storting Bowl. Oh no, I missed it. Somebody give me that Lankford bobblehead. Uh, they gave it out at Bud Bash event. Oh, I didn't know that that existed. I'm going to have to go to like uh, eBay and track that down. 3 Run Jack says, The end of the 2018 season defense was a must-improve category. What is a must-improve category for 2020? You know, uh, I think that they just need to continue to hit like they did after they fired Mark Budaska. That's a big thing. I think that... The, uh, this is, let, me, let me start over. I think that everything just needs to continue... Uh, how it was from August on until the end of the season. And then the playoffs are a completely different beast. That was just weird. Uh, but if the starting pitching is as good as it was from August on, if the relief pitching was as good as it was from August on, if the hitting was as good as it was from August on, then I think that they're fine. They just need to continue to do that. Uh, in my opinion, what needs to change uh, is, is loyalty within the clubhouse. And again, I understand why Mike Schill does it. I'm not bashing him although it's a criticism. But the Cardinals are in their best and it's in the best interest of the St. Louis Cardinals to use their best players and not go with who you have to feel loyal to to keep the clubhouse on your side. And keep in mind that that's a tough it's a tough balance to crack. But the Cardinals are not talented enough to like leave their best players on the bench. You have to ride the hot hand when you have a roster full of like the same type players. You know, if Harrison Bader isn't hitting, you can't wait two months to take him out of the lineup. If Matt Carpenter isn't hitting, you can't wait two months to take him out of the lineup. you got to give him two weeks and then go to Tommy Edmond. If Harrison Bader isn't hitting for two weeks, you got go to go to Lane Thomas or Randy Rosarena or Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill or whoever the fuck. If Dexter Fowler isn't hitting, you got to get him out of there. You know, uh, Paul DeYoung for two weeks, he plays 21 straight games over a three-week time span. Get Tommy Edmond to start there. Like... You have to be the one thing I think needs to improve is the aggressiveness for which players are removed and added to the lineup. And I also think that bullpen the bullpen roles need to be more aggressive, if that makes sense. That's what I think needs to improve. Uh, let's see. We got a conversation going on. What are your favorite T Rabs in St. Louis? Look, I'm I'm a box T Rab fan. Actually, you know what? I go down to Straub's and Strobs has them in a little tray and then I put those in the oven and I love those. Other than that, you know, when I'm out, I don't get toasted rabs uh, that often. If I'm going to go on, like, a calorie burn, I'm just going to get pizza and get all kinds of crazy. Uh, I know that, uh, yeah, there's plenty of good T-Rav places. You know, the pizza places have great T-Ravs. Emo's has good T-Ravs. Uh, Cecil Whitaker's has good T-Ravs. Like, any place that you go that has uh, t- uh, toasted ravioli, you're in for a treat. I've never had a bad T-Rav. Um, March Hayden says, I am still against the Goldie trade. He will burn us at the end. Uh, maybe, maybe. But you know, here's what I think is I think that the Cardinals are in store for another, th- like, three years of what they just got out of him. And then the other two years might be the last two years of Matt Holiday's tenure as a St. Louis Cardinal. You know, not necessarily worth the money, but still productive somewhat. Uh, I think that, look, I think that you're talking about the last five years of the Matt Holiday deal. With, uh, with Paul Goldschmidt. That's just my guess. We'll see, and we'll see if it's worth it or not. But I definitely understand the apprehension uh, uh, with that deal in the first place because it was something that we talked about a lot on pad when it happened and I wasn't really on board with it. Uh, G 24 says, does that Linkford jersey hang there when you're not doing pad? It absolutely does. Yeah, Linkford does not come down. The only time I've moved it uh, uh, is to put it hanging from my door, my closet door, when we did the pad from the bedroom. Charlie says, have you considered asking a Cardinals prospect to visit your Little League team? Little League team's over with. Those kids are in high school now, so there is no more Little League baseball. But I will tell you that uh, I reached out to some agents uh, with, uh, of Cardinal minor leaguers this week with the hope that I'd be able to do some more interview series uh, like we did last year. And we'll see where that goes. I would love to have a more uh, uh, Johnny Carson-esque uh, interview show with Cardinals prospects to make fans more aware of who they are and where they came from. Uh, but it's just a concept now and we'll see if it goes anywhere. Uh, cards nation 24 seven says, how bad is a pitching to a minimum? How bad is a pitching to a minimum of three batters going to hurt guys like Miller, Cecil and Webb? Well, I definitely think it hurts Webb and Cecil. Uh, I think that the Cardinals have always been aggressive. Not always, especially not down the stretch, but I think the Cardinals signed Andrew Miller with the hope that they would use him for three batters. Uh, You know, Tyler Webb, here's the thing about Tyler Webb, is I don't know if it was just his 2019 season. I I was down, I talked massive shit on Tyler Webb all year, and all he did was perform. Uh, uh, We'll see. Look, I don't have any faith that a lot of these lefties who have only pitched to lefties, or pitched primarily to lefties over the last couple years are going to have success. I don't have any faith that Brett Cecil, after not pitching for basically two years, is going to come back and be successful. Uh, I think Genesis Cabrera is probably your best shot outside of Andrew Miller to be able to get three straight batters out in that type of situation. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see. I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of struggle. I think there's going to be a lot of role redefining. I think you're going to see guys like Tyler Webb, instead of sticking around for a couple months, if he can't get righties out, I think he's gone immediately. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's a great question. And I also think it's a bullshit rule that doesn't need changing in the first place. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, Cards fan 022 says, thoughts on the Tarasenko injury, I'm heartbroken, but the Cardinals have players, or the Cardinals, the Blues have players, and those players need to step up. It's just that simple, and you never know, like maybe an injury like this lights a fire underneath someone like Rob Thomas or Robbie Fabry. Maybe Clem Costin gets a shot, you know? Uh, uh, maybe David Perron continues to put up the offensive numbers. Uh, that he's put up working with Ryan O'Reilly. Maybe Zach Sanford steps up. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, uh, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Wong got picked off to end game four of the World Series against the Red Sox, and I'm still bitter, bitter about it. No reason to be bitter about it. You gotta work past the bitterness. Always take the high road. Look, uh, baseball is a tough game. It was a tough position for him to be put in. Uh, he looked bad. It probably fucked with him for a couple years. Uh, every time he got on the base, I would bet. Uh, you know he's an emotional guy and a serious competitor, uh, but don't let it don't let that ruin your perception of him. Uh, bury it, know that it's there, and hope it never happens again. Uh, that's right. DP four eighty seven says, if the Chargers come to SEL, do you keep them or flip them to San Diego? Uh, if the Chargers come to St. Louis, do you keep them or flip them to San Diego? Uh, you flip them to San Diego is what you do. Look, I don't have. Uh, Look, that Dome is a disaster. It's going to be hilarious when the XFL is playing in there. I can't wait to go down there. Uh, At least, the Dome isn't a disaster, but for like an NFL game, it's kind of a disaster. Uh, The Chargers aren't coming to St. Louis. Spanos doesn't want to bring the Chargers to St. Louis. He owns them. The NFL can strongly suggest that he goes to St. Louis, but it's up to him to move them. He'd have to sell the team for that to happen. None of that's going to happen. Uh, And also, honestly, I don't want to be put in a position where I have to support the NFL ever again. Uh, I don't want to and I probably will have to but probably won't have to because none of that's going to happen I'm feeling down on the Cardinals in 2020 could see us reverting back to 83 and 88 wins this is what I think is I think that entering the 2020 season the Cardinals are still better than the and have the pieces to be better than the 2018 season definitely better than the 2017 season and they also have a manager who's better than the manager for half of 2018 and all of 2017 uh, the team in 2017 won eighty six games. the team in 2018 won eighty eight games. you know I-, I think I think if Marcelo Zuna walks away, I think you're still talking about an 86 floor win team uh, uh, with the pieces that they have. We'll have to wait and see if those pieces are deployed properly or not. But, look, they're not a sub-500 team with Marcelo Zuna walking away. And that's really the only major piece that's walking away. You know, if, if the outfield situation is handled right, where they're getting, they're using their best players, then that takes away some of the stress of losing Marcelo Zuna uh, in the first place. Uh, you know, Michael Waka walking isn't that big of a deal, especially if Carlos Martinez can slide back in. You know, what really hurts the Cardinals is if someone like Michaelis or Flaherty... Uh, get hurt like then it's a whole different ball game uh, but right now look this Cardinals team is an above 500 team even losing Marcel and potentially Weeders and uh, potentially Waino and potentially and Waka like they're still in a, a, a above 500 team and it's just a matter of like how far above 500 they'll be uh, I like them I like them a lot again if the players are being used correctly Sono 2351 says we refer to the World Series Wong pickoff as the Cardinals getting Pearl Harbor. Oof. I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to drink water to that one and hope that we all sober up. Holy cow. We've really been going. I had no idea. Uh, I'm going to bed, Kyle, go Nats. Go Nats, Charlie, love you. Uh, can you please toast again? I didn't have a glass ready. To Farmer Vala, to all of my pad people, I raised my glass. I'm almost at the end here. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. As you guys know, if you're listening to this or watching this, you're part of the resistance. To the pad people, you make doing pad worth doing. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Uh. Kenny the Wayne says, any Cardinals with a shot at the Fielding Bible Awards other than Wong or maybe Bader? You know, I think that there's a chance that uh, Paul Goldschmidt finds his way on that list. I think there's a small chance that Paul DeYoung finds his way on his list. But other than that, no. No, I don't even think Yachty gets on on like a mention with the Fielding Bible. I think it comes down to Wong and Bader. Matt Stromer. Hey, by the way, I was fortunate enough at Mocha Bee's the other day to meet Matt Stromer. Matt Stromer is an, a, a true gentleman. Matt, it was a pleasure meeting you, buddy. To you, I raised my glass. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you again at Mocha Bee's. If not, uh, hopefully, we see you again out in the wild, my friend. A, a damn, damn pleasure. Ah. Uh, he asks, Matt asks, thoughts on the Cubs hiring David Ross? I think, I I hope it backfires. Uh, I think it's hard to judge what a manager that has no major league experience or coaching experience could possibly do. You know, to me, it feels like a Brad Ausmus move. You know, we've talked a lot about, like, joking around about, oh, the Cardinals signed their, or the Cubs uh, signed their version of Mike Matheny to be manager. Uh, to me, it just feels like a Brad Ausmus move, like you're hoping that a player with gravitas, uh, and no coaching experience can can lift a clubhouse past uh, a manager who maybe had an ego that dwarfed the clubhouse. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, what I do know or what I feel like I know is that I wouldn't have hired David Ross. Uh, the the guy that I heard do commentary during games was kind of an idiot. Uh, and I really hope it backfires on the Cubs. Uh, and I, I can't imagine it working out. Uh, but I'm glad they signed him. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't work out and fuck the Cubs really. Uh, do you think that Moe's wife finds bow ties in random places around the house? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think he, uh, like, I think their Easter hunt, uh, their Easter egg hunt on on Easter is, it's not like eggs. He just hides bow ties around the house for the kids to find. Uh, hey freaking cards I didn't see friggin' cards was in here I love that friggin' cards Mark says Do you watch El Camino And are you a Breaking Bad fan Yes I watched El Camino I thought it was really really good I know a lot of people complain about it uh, But it is a, uh, a, a Vince Gillian or Gilligan Or whatever the fuck his name is It is a, a work of his Through and through I enjoyed it quite a bit I love Breaking Bad uh, And I thought the, I thought El Camino was really good Cardinals outfield 6.4 B-War. Thomas Carlson, Randy O'Neill can do this. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Jason LaRue. Uh, Jason LaRue. Uh, uh, th- his last name's LaRue for Viva Alberto's. Uh, I can't think of what his name is. God damn it. Uh, whoever He's awesome. He's a great Twitter follow. I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry for fucking that up. But I was talking to him, and I believe that the Cardinals outfield situation next year, and it sounds crazy, but if handled correctly, you could get... Honestly, like a, a more than seven B-War out of the three positions. You just have to be aggressive and you have to ride the hot hand. I think that they have the potential there. I think if you if you go in there with Lane Thomas, Dylan Carlson, and Tyler O'Neill as your primaries, with Randy and Harrison Bader spelling them, I think that you get a huge boost immediately. Uh, but they're not going to do that. They're going to start off more than likely with Dexter Fowler and Harrison Bader and then someone in left. If I had to guess, probably Lane Thomas, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, and I think that they dabble and screw around with that, and I think it hurts the overall value of the outfield as a, as a group. But I do think that that is a valuable group with valuable players uh, that can do some pretty impressive things. I, look, I'll be honest with you. I think that's a 7.5 war uh, group. I think all three positions can average 2.5 uh, if they're being deployed properly. Uh, is Flaherty the opening day starter From Cardsfan022 uh, Unless he gets hurt I can't imagine it being anyone else Alright, so to all of my Hold on, scroll to the bottom To all of my birds on the black people All of my prospects after dark people Again, uh, Cardinal's gifts He and I are going to have some interesting stuff Coming from you, f- coming to you very soon uh, Starting on Black Friday Let me start over Starting on Black Friday, I'm going to start rolling out my individual position rankings. We're going to do first baseman. We're going to start with catchers. We're going to go to third baseman, then to first baseman. Then we're going to drop the utility infielders on you. We're going to put the second baseman and shortstop into one group because the Cardinals are grooming utility players now, as opposed to shortstop and second baseman, exactly. Then we're going to give you the outfielders, the starting pitchers, and relief pitchers. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to love it. The other thing we're going to do in that group is we're going to give you the top Five or seven starting pitchers from the draft. They're going to be independent of the starting pitchers in general. That'll come out on Black Friday. We'll start unveiling those on Black Friday. I'm working on those diligently as we speak. Uh, really excited about it. I had a great day of writing and research today. It was it was a positive step in the right direction. Keep an eye on Birds on the Black in general. Look, uh, Tara and Alex, I'm sure they'll bring you chirps throughout the offseason. They're both, uh, um, Tara Wellman and Alex Chris are both amazing human beings and amazing writers. Ben Cerruti did an amazing job with the projections. Uh, Go to Birds on the Black, read his projection thing. Uh, uh, His wrap-up of of what he projected and how it turned out. It was amazing. I'm so impressed with the work that Ben did uh, and and his setup. Super amazing. Nicholas Childress does amazing artwork for the site. He helped Ben with the the pictures. He's extremely talented. Uh, The one thing I want to say, Cards Cards. Cards, cards joined us at on Bull Ties and Bullshit last week uh, for two birds on a bat, and it was amazing. He, get, you know, he's working on a card annals uh, about the the history of the St. Louis Cardinals, like fun little interesting tidbits. Uh, I don't know when that's going to roll out of Birds on the Black, but to hear him talk about it on Bull Ties and Bullshit was awesome, uh, and it's an awesome and exciting project that I can't wait to get my hands on. Like, I can't wait to see. I know he's putting a time and effort into it, and I'm really impressed with it. And hearing him talk about it got me jazzed up for it. Uh, so to all my birds on the black people, I, I raise my glass. Uh, uh, you're all amazing. Stu Styles, who does the, the daily recaps, the game recaps when the games are going on. Uh, again, I feel privileged to be a part of it, and I'm anxious to start with the prospect rankings. Again, on Black Friday, we'll start unveiling uh, the position rankings, and then... Um Shortly thereafter, we'll get to the new Dirty 35. Uh, uh, The preseason Dirty 35 should start rolling out after the new year. So we got some very exciting, very fun things planned for Uh, you. But to my Birds on the black family, I raise my glass. Uh, Let's see, where are we at? Uh, Contract-like, when do we need to pay him? Uh, A couple years. I think next year he becomes arbitration eligible, and that's when we'll have to start paying Flaherty. I don't say this enough, but I love the Birds on the Black community so much. Yeah, the PAD community, the Birds on the Black community, we're so lucky to be a part of. Card fans, we need to lock Flaherty up. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see it. All right, that is it for a Monday Night Prospects After Dark. As always, it was incredible. I love each and every one of you. It's an amazing time. I, I don't know how I got so fortunate to have this community surrounding me, uh, uh, but I am, and I'm so thankful. Uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again soon. We'll see you about this weekend, maybe Sunday. Maybe we'll do it sometime next week. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. God only knows when. Stay tuned. Follow me at KYLER416 on Twitter. If you have any questions, you can hit me up. Uh, uh, and you don't want to do the Twitter thing. My DMs are open, by the way. Hit me up at KYLER416 at, Yahoo, uh, four, K-Y-L-E-R at yahoo.com. Uh, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's an amazing time. Victoria, you have a great night as well. Uh, if you watch this or if you're listening to this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, it's a damn pleasure. Let's get the offseason going. Let's go Washington Nationals, although the Astros are going to win. Uh, and as always, family, uh, uh, happy hunting.